the What Are You Doing movie archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is here to make Brian happy. Not really. Star Trek, the 2009 version, directed by J.J. Abrams. Before we get started talking about who's here, what we think of the movie, and um, why Brian is getting drunk right now, go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry. We have a blurry. Press play and then press pause when the Paramount logo fades to black. The first frame you perceive of all black after it fades down, you've pressed pause. And in a second, I'll say three, two, one, unpause. I'll press play. You press play too. And you and I will jaunt together through the world of Star Trek in perfect sync and perhaps harmony. Um... As the world of Star Trek should be. Yeah. World of perfect time. So, frankly speaking, I come, boring, I, I come to the world of Star Trek mm-hmm. as a newcomer, and this is the Star Trek for me. I never really want to watch any of the other stuff because this is so great, and the Enterprise is so cool looking, and frankly, the score is perfect. <laughs> I'm a big fan of this movie. Brian, how do you feel about Star Trek? You exist to torment me, Teague. I wanted, I want to love this movie so much. I want to love it so badly, but and like I, everyone and else, I did. do you feel like you're left out cold with the real fans? Uh, <laughs> no, because a lot of fans love this. The, and when when I first watched it, we went to the opening, the midnight screening, and I was a lot of my personal uh, uh, feelings were tied up into it. I wanted to love it, and I did love it. But the more you think about it, the more the more you watch it after the fact, it does not hold up at it's, all. It's Fridge Logic, the movie. It is the supreme example of Fridge Logic, <laughs> as we will, I'm sure, we'll get into. Dorkman, how invested are you in the yeah. creation and continuation of a perfect Star Trek franchise? I, I was going to say, um, because this is, I'm, I'm not going to get to nerd out too much in this uh, in this movie. Let's just, we'll, we'll we'll say right up front, like. Every sentence being said in this in this podcast, you can probably follow with nerd. So we're not going to do it, <laughs> but uh, just to just to put that out there, just you can have that in your head. Um, but uh, I'm I haven't I'm actually not that familiar with Star Trek. Like I don't I'm not anti Star Trek. Or a while ago, you were gonna, you were trying to uh, watch was, the original series. How that I go? was before before I wa- before this movie. Yeah. I wanted to watch the original right. series so I could be familiar. Get your with homework it. done. I got like mm-hmm. two episodes in before I was like, well, I actually like the original. Did you try watching TNG? Because that'll sh- that shit will kill you. I, I, need, to, ah, I need to watch the original need, series is really cool. I need to watch. <gasps> um, I I, I want to watch all of it. I want to watch everything. Basically, no, here's the thing: don't. Star Trek in this in its series form is very uneven. Right. In, in all the series, there are very That's good true. episodes and there are very bad. And the, with the movies as well, there are very good moments and there are very bad moments. You have to know which ones there are. The thing about the thing about this movie, which um, ones are which? The the, the oh, okay. Uh, to, to try and to try and get uh, as nerdy as the rest of this will be. This movie exists in like a quantum state, right? <laughs> it's basically it's the kind of movie as long as you don't look at it directly, it seems to be working fine. <laughs> But once, but once you look at it, once it you starts, measure it, yeah. It once you once you actually start observing it directly, it starts doing all of these erratic things that it wasn't doing before. This is Fridge Logic so. and Schrodinger's cat. The movie it dissolves into quantum foam. Exactly. That's good. That's, I like that's that. That's what's I going like on with this movie. So basically. Star Trek has a history of going even odd, even odd. Right? Evens are always douchebags, and odds are always awesome. I'm yeah. even. I'm, I'm I'm right off the bat. No wait. Wait. Odds, no, wait. Wait. Odds, no, no. Odds are no, awful. The curse. The curse goes. All the even numbers. Star Trek movies are good. All the odd number ones are bad. So it's interesting how that until works. Star Trek Nemesis, Nemesis. Because I'm number one, and I don't like the series, and I'm one, so that's good. And you're number two, and you love the series, so that's okay. That's that's bad. Uh, or no, is that what? The, I don't, know. I don't know. I'm just trying to do the even odd, even odd thing because with me and how Dorkman, sitting here, odd you, Dorkman, don't odd, you, odd you like it. Even I don't really like it. Ah. Dorkman is odd. And then Ryan. And I so like between it. You're me and Dorkman, a terrible theory. 
Only yeah, Dorkman are work. first and third, working. and we don't care. And you're second and fourth, and Ryan's wearing a Star Trek shirt. Hi, I'm Ryan Weber. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the fourth <laughs> panelist here today. I'm drunk as well, but not like Brian. I'm here to celebrate, because fucking this movie kicks ass. <laughs> Fuck you. Wow. All right. We've got yeah. a really cool little... Right. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing about this movie. Uh, you're never going to appease the Brians of the world. You're <laughs> never going to get the nerds who are going to look really, really critically at the movie happy. That's never going to happen. So okay. the best you can do is mm. make a good movie that's enjoyable and fun to watch. And this, I think this movie did that. This movie falls apart way before the super nerdy. That's and why this is going to be awesome because I cannot wait to hear what you're talking Let's about. Let's do it. Let's do it. This Ryan's sitting closer to the swords, Brian, so just... Chill Sorry out. if I peaked on the levels there, but no, you're fine. You're a fine. lot. Actually, so you're at the point where the Paramount logo <laughs> yeah. has faded to black as we are here. So get out your mouse remote. Here we go. Three, two, one. On pause. It's working so far. Brian, yeah. you have a problem with the? <laughs> I like. Uh, well, I like first, the, uh, I mean, spyglass. The spy They're glass. on the ocean. That's not space. This doesn't make sense at all. You are totally right. But it's the navy in space, is what it basically is. I will, uh, let's say right up front, the score is awesome. The That's score because is it's Michael Giacchino being Michael, Michael Giacchino. Giacchino, very, very Agreed. excellent, excellent, excellent composer. I think uh, I saw him in an interview pronounce his name Giacchino. Giacchino? Giacchino. Like the, the exact C-H-E's opposite and, of what we've been doing. And uh, he just won, I think it was for Up. We were talking about yes, this he before. Did. He won, uh, that was one of the great Oscars. justices of last year's Oscars. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you should go find uh, his acceptance speech because it's excellent. It's an excellent, excellent speech. Mm-hmm. This, I love this shot. Uh, yep. This is an excellent. Look at all those flares. That is a great creative choice. It actually kind well, of this, is. This, this you is know like, what? I think it this is. This panning like over it. the ship. I like this like slow reveal of the whole thing. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, instantly you would expect it to be Enterprise, but it's not. It's something else, and yeah. which, is, which is nice. That's true. Especially yeah. since it's accompanied by all the classical sound effects that were sort of redesigned and unburied and, and yeah. uh, recreated by Ben Burt, which is awesome. Uh, all this calm this, chatter. This movie has Ben Burt and Giacchino, which for me makes it the perfect audiobook. <laughs> I, is, are the story, do you guys know if the stories are true, but occasionally J.J. Abrams would literally stand off to the side? With a light, just to get the flare he wanted. No, it yeah. wasn't him. It was another crew member who. It was they, like PA. He basically that has right a, there. That guy passing was that Randy per- Pouch, professor guy who died. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. You should professor watch. Wait, what happened? He died. YouTube. He was uh, he was a professor at Carnegie Mellon, and he gave this whole. He he was diagnosed with cancer, and he was um you know it was it was going to be it was going to kill him. Um, it was inoperable, and he basically gave this speech about you know. Uh, about appreciating life and stuff like that, and it was really inspiring and crazy and stuff like that. And and at his like, last the Ted last lecture, um, no, no, no. At, at his at, at the college, at the oh, college. Okay. But it's online; you can go. He see did because I know JJ them. does TED. But then, on. yeah, but JJ in, invited him. He saw the yeah, last yeah. lecture and found out he was a big because Star part of fan in his last lecture him. he talks about, or actually in his book he talks about um, Captain Kirk being sort of an, an inspiration for him. As far as Captain Kirk is a great leader because he's not the smartest guy in the ship. He's not the most knowledgeable guy in the ship. He's not, you know, the best. He's the Gryffindor. He's the guy who brings everyone together and runs the ship. He's the guy who manages well. Yes, exactly. You know, I really, for some reason, I don't know why, I can't remember retroactively why, I really didn't like J.J. Abrams this whole time. But the more I hear about him and the more I see him talking at TED and stuff and and see him on the behind the scenes, I want to go, he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't like him. I don't know what it was. Here we go, yeah. This is also, and this no movie sound. makes a couple of, yeah, yeah, it makes yeah. a couple of references to there not being sound in space, even though it does do sound in space. It tries to sort of recognize it, which I think is yeah. interesting. It doesn't go as far as uh, Firefly would, but, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, even Firefly cheated when it had to in the climax battle in Serenity. Yeah, sure. they couldn't. Yeah. They were, right. but, but then they were like, no, it's upper atmosphere. Ha, ha. 
So uh, in well, terms now of, you're thinking of episode three on that one. In uh, terms of uh, screenwriting, no, Serenity no. as well. Serenity. Yeah. Oh, okay, in terms fine. of screenwriting, this is a great hook sequence, though, isn't it? Yeah, as oh, yeah. A, yeah as it's a, self, a great opening. Sure. As a self-contained short film, this is this is amazing. Awesome. Hmm. Yeah, if you because just, it involves none of your favorite characters and it doesn't do anything with black holes except for the one thing it did with black holes. Well, because it doesn't worry about the yeah, and that makeup is amazing. Uh, yeah. Because it doesn't worry about the larger story involved and larger um, circumstances involved. Some of those circumstances that we already know from, obviously, the fact that it's, it, it's an existing franchise. Yeah, because we don't know any of these characters before. Uh, as a standalone piece of work, it's really, really good. Has anyone in the world acknowledged the fact that black holes don't even kind of work like this? Even Oh, kinda? yes. Yeah. yeah. Black yeah, holes yeah. are... It's a little... It's a very dense rock. It's, well, not, it's, not, no. a, it's not a wormhole. Uh, uh, yeah, well... Oh my god, let's not go into the details of what a black hole actually is. But the point is is that that's kind of what Star Trek is about, though. It's taking taking the science fiction sort of fantastical version of of a theory and then making a whole, quote-unquote, episode. Right, but it's it's based on the, from what I, and I'm not the Star Trek nerd, so uh, you guys can correct me, but it seems like it, part of that is, is basing it on the more accurate, the most accurate version Oftentimes, of, at, at the time, of the science. Which, yeah. I mean, part of, part of Star Trek is the fact that it's been around for so long. I mean, it started in the 60s, and our understanding of science has itself evolved as long as Star Trek has been around. So mm-hmm. you'll, yeah. you'll find uh, there's a reference in the original series to like a black star or something, which is basically, at the time, was like a reference to black holes as we understood them then. Right. And then, you know, quantum mechanics wasn't, you know, uh, part of the popular understanding mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, yeah. So part, a lot of Star Trek is... Is watching our uh, understanding of modern science evolve along with it, which is... Brian, how much of your affinity for Star Trek comes from uh, intellectual and cinematic interest, and how much of it is just because you've always been a love, in love with Star Trek? I, I don't know how to break it down. I mean, Star Trek become, comes before Is Star Trek your Ghostbusters? Else. Star Trek is the reason I'm interested in space and science in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the starting point that then put me well, on it's kind of funny because Star Trek doesn't have an interest in space. <laughs> Star Trek early what? Star Trek does is the early, point. This early, do, I think that's that's part of Brian's problem is that this Star Trek doesn't have a lot of interest in science this, and space. This, yes, this Star Trek to. is much closer to Star Wars than it is o- the original Star mm-hmm. Trek. I, and by original Star Trek, I mean pre Abrams Trek Star Trek. Uh, well, obviously, I'm sure we'll get into it. But they have red matter, and they decide, okay, we're just going to call this thing red matter, and we're not going to even bother to explain how it works. Which of it were Star Wars? Or they do else? explain how it works. They explain visually. You just get from. Well, you no, see no, no, him no, do no, it. No, he throws no, it into no. a star. I, I, was, I mean, techno babble. I was actually very surprised. Who cares? You're that pissed off. There's no techno babble. Didn't techno babble. Yes, the, the I am. Be- okay, I am because it's part of Star Trek that it it part of Star Trek is that it does try to ground it in some kind of science it that tries we know to justify maybe, it in yeah, some way. It tries to justify yeah. it more than say Star Wars or Harry Potter does. That's true. And maybe that justification doesn't always work. But they try. That's and actually a really good. Uh, it's it's better to say Harry Potter because because the red matter is no more justified than if Nero pointed a wand at Vulcan. It's true in this movie. You know, really, and which um, is a which is a fine creative choice if if that's what you're making. But that's not what Star Trek has always been. Yeah, Star Trek has always tried to ground itself more in the real science, and even when it's failed, and failed miserably and <laughs> ridiculously, and it fails in that way many times. It still tries to do that. I don't know, man. I mean, here, tell me the difference between if they had done this, except they had then had a four-minute conversation about what red matter is and how it works. Because that's what I feel like the series would do. That's what yeah. old Star Trek would have done. Well, and yeah, I would have been happier with that with a couple of lines well, about blah, 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 blah. You didn't need but, those yeah, but wait, lines, we spend a lot of time on Down in Front saying, we don't care, just tell us the story. 
What's the, the difference? The, that's what the, I'm the difference. Well, the, the difference is in how in how grounded it is the reality that we know. And Star Wars and Harry Potter this are is a less, reboot. That's that's the other thing that I'm sure that I can get into now, or we can get into later, depending on. Go for it. You've got the buzz going. You're gonna be sick in a little while. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I was when he's got when, a full screwdriver waiting for him. It, it's true. If I'm not mistaken, by the uh, way, I'm going full I mean, dark right here, uh, Kirk's Kirk's father, I believe, has been cast as Thor in the upcoming really? movie. Really, he has at I the moment. So, yes. uh, it was a it was a mm. last minute like cash change, which because I've, which I'm glad okay. for. I like him. He's, yeah, he's, he's I, I want to see more of him. I don't know. It's he's, weird how much he looks like Chris Pine. In that shot where he yeah. furled his brow. Good like, casting. Oh, I can see Thor. And by the way, <laughs> I hate that chick from House. Okay, Brian, go. Okay. So when when the rumors about this movie were first circulating, it was like, yeah, it's going to be a reboot, a reimagining, like the new Battlestar, and it's not going to be connected to what we did before. And I was okay with they that. They said that? I, well, that I mean, that was what the rumors were Okay, wait, wait. Before. You were okay with that, but I didn't, was okay you, didn't with you assume that. that meant doing something like this? Uh, trying to appease the mass audience? I did. And? As in, like, okay, here's just a new... We're, we're discarding the continuity that has come before, and we're doing our own thing. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But by its premise, not by a actual event that happens as part of the plot of the movie. That's the thing. Is Well, the... What they tried to do in this movie is they tried to have it both ways. They tried to have a new continuity and mm-hmm. still connect it to the old one. Right. And the way it connects doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> because, as we'll get to much later in the movie, they basically say, well, you know, uh, Nero came back in time and that creates a new timeline. And so now we're all, so now this is entirely new events. Right. Done. And there's no way to fix that. Sure. Okay, sure. But in many, many instances in previous Star Trek stories in the past, somebody has gone back in time, altered the altered the past and altered the future and then the whole story in previous episodes and movies has been about how they have to go back and fix it but that's right. not how time travel so it, works so you're kind of defending the dumb version well, which is weird because okay. we're watching well, this movie can i just can i just point it, out it time go, travel does not exist so yeah. there is no way for time travel there to is work, no smart you can make it whatever version. you want it to be. it's it's the okay you can right, call, but you, th- you can call one version dumb or one version smart it doesn't matter but there are two distinct versions and star trek up to this point has been one version and this movie calls it another version. But that's when a pedantic guy comes in and says, it's a reboot. But it's, but it's, but almost it's not, not a reboot. It's not a reboot. It's not a reboot. It's that's not, the thing. This it's, technically exists they're not, in the They're not continuity. calling themselves a it's reboot. It's less of a reboot than a reset, almost. I you like know, that, but I like that. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's the same universe. It's the same characters. It's the same aesthetic. Right. And, but and I'm okay with it, but the justification is not... I would not. I would not necessarily say this is the same aesthetic, by the way. Well, but, they're wearing the same kind of suits and stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, it's... No. Obviously, this has been brought up to date in terms of the way it looks, so the modern audience will accept it. But for the most part, this doesn't look like Star Wars. It looks like Star Trek. It looks uh, like new Star Trek. I in terms no. of the way the ships Don't are laid out, in terms of the way you're on the cockpit. Okay, yes. In terms of it's just kind of new architecture. In yes, yeah. But non non director photography choices. The aesthetic is kind of similar. If you were on the same, the if you were on el- elements the, of it, elements yeah. of it are. If you were but on overall, the, if you were on no. the set, you'd be looking around going, "Oh, this is probably a new Star Trek movie." Which is enough I don't to think say. that's no, necessarily it, it, true. If you took actually. those uniforms with the arrowhead on the on the chest off, I would not. You, would, you not, wouldn't say I, Star I, Trek. You would say this is a space movie. You know, you were on a spaceship, yeah, but right. not a Star Trek space. I would go. We oh, standing, this must be Avatar. If we were standing on the set of the ship on the cockpit or bridge or whatever you'd call okay, it. Okay, 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 okay. Stop arguing because I know what you're saying, which is just that. Oh my God! Look, they have uniforms, so it's obviously Star Trek. And you guys are saying that yes, well, it's all different because it's all new, and that's fine. It's we and both this, sides are gotten. Here. This this moment is this whole little. Little this is a great scene. It's great. And yeah. fucking very, Giacchino very kicks its ass in this. Brian, People are crying in the theater, including me. Can Just you kidding. imagine a version of this movie that you would have liked? I This movie. This this team. Oh, my God, dude. Well, I mean, we haven't even got... We haven't even got You're pulling out, like, the well. hour two questions, like, yeah, right seriously. in the first five minutes. Yeah, man. let's, 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 let's get, get back to that let's later, because we haven't even really dug into why I don't... Yeah, the problems haven't think this started movie works. Yet. 
Okay, uh, nerd nitpick question or nitpick thing right here. Go, man. Is the fact apparently there's 800 people aboard this ship on the original original series Enterprise had a crew of 400. Right. And this ship was smaller than that. Yep. And there's 800 people on this ship apparently. No, I thought they made the Enterprise bigger in this one. Well, yes, but they that, did. That they was did, the... which is bullshit. But anyway. that was the uh, that was the uh, what's it. Uh, what Kelvin, which Kelvin, is Kelvin, yes. right, I'm going to nerd out in a different way here. Hi, um, graphic artist and visual effects uh, Emmy winner Ryan Weaver here. Uh, I hate <laughs> this opening title. Um, Nobody Andrew cares Kramer. about your Emmys that are above the TV. Uh, that we're Andrew Kramer right put this together. Andrew Kramer kicked its ass in the end credits. The planets uh, flying around shit. That 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 that, rocks. that sequence seems. I like it on its own, but it seems very galaxy. Why don't you like the opening just then? I don't know. It just seemed, seemed very like like, exactly like why make it look like it's all made out of stone and that I, really no light factory style lens flare with the uh, chromatic aberrations. It just I looked very like hate, amateurish hate, to me. Hate I don't like this it. sequence. It doesn't I make hate a lot of sense. Sequence. First of all, why kids, doesn't it make sense? First of oh, all, well, actually, yeah, it, it's sort of on a on a like yeah. Can the kid drive this car and? Kid can't drive the car, and suddenly it's like... Why does he have a 400-year-old car? Yeah, and why, why does, does he have an iPod have, for a deck? Yeah, anyway. What are you talking Kid, about? Kids in Star Trek don't mix. Just don't do it. Just don't ever, ever do it. Well, it's clearly let's, a vintage let's, car let's, that's let's, been upgraded with, first, hey, uh, look, they put a Let's extend that to Star radio Wars, too. No kids in any Star movie, ever. Just yeah. don't put kids <laughs> in science fiction. Please, or movies just at stop. all. Just Except stop. for Ender's Game. No, not even Ender's Game. Don't Kid, do that. Kids in movies can work if you do it right. This is apparently his brother or something. This was unclear to me. Yeah, yeah, there's a deleted scene where it's established that they're There's a deleted scene and so. the backstory. Yeah. He's leaving. Uh, in the original continuity, in the original series, he dies on a colony that's a, uh, part of a whole episode. Oh, so so that was that was for people who know that to that be was like, like an, oh, shit, he's not dead. That's crazy. This is a completely new universe. Well, no, in the original series, he dies as an adult. Oh, okay. I guess when it's just a reference it's that still a, like, it's still a nerd someone saw that episode and they knew his name. I guess when they filmed this, they did not... Anticipate that guy having a robot face, uh-huh. and they added that entirely after the movie was wrapped. Yeah, that's right. They're like, "Oh, robot face guy," which makes the sequence completely unclear because you don't know—is he being chased? It makes the sequence completely unclear. He's, he's a, a fucking cop chasing him because he stole a, a car. All right, all right, fair enough. But it makes the details of the scene unclear. What details? It's what just details? distracting. Whether he's a, a human being You or were sitting here watching robot? the scene going, I don't know if he's... A, I'm going to go to the lobby because fuck this shit. Hmm. I didn't I'm go to the lobby because it's Star Trek. But And, okay, I... Dude, what if it's just a mask? It doesn't matter. It, that shouldn't pull you out of it. it, it That's fridge logic. That's after I'm, the fact. You're kind of like, I wonder if that guy I'm honestly, a robot. I'm honestly not sure. And by the way, he just dropped a stingray yeah. into a quarry. That's the astronaut car. <laughs> no. As a, no. As a, well, that's what you're supposed to be mad at him. You know, that's the whole idea. But as, as, a, as someone who's not super into Star Trek or anything like that, I almost wonder if this scene is entirely necessary. because It's not. Be, because no, this, it, is, yeah. it, it is not necessary, technically. Because I think they, sh- I think they shot just, it for the trailer. It's because it's showing. Oh, Kirk is you yeah. know Kirk is a rebel and he's right, right. He, you know he doesn't he's follow the rules. Or hey, dude, fucking Star Wars spent a whole movie doing that. But you get that later. No, <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> Actually, Star Wars did not in any way establish the wildness of of that looks Anakin great. until Vulcan he decided looks, oh, to commit genocide. That but this yes, looks work is beautiful. Yeah. And this this is a callback to Star Trek Four, which is great. I love it. There's do they have these little learning pods or something or what? Not the little learning pods, but what the kids are doing is called back to Spock's like reeducation. Oh. In Star Trek, at the beginning of Star Trek Four, there's a lot of like little touches and little nods to mm-hmm. to to old stuff ar- that you like that you like now. Yes, there, there's <laughs> okay. a lot of detail. There are some details that are really well done, but the overall structure is not. Yeah, there. the the story. I do is agree. The, the story but, is completely thrown together. But I yes. will. But the the like 
almost through, throughout this movie, I remember because because everyone knows the the lines that <laughs> I you're waiting you for. Prepared new insults for today. Yeah. <laughs> actually, yeah, they did. They do kind of pop you out of it when they when they drop those. I, in. I actually, I actually they was, use them in a good way. But I was there really, are a couple that are kind of like. I was really impressed with how well they worked them in because you right. forget about them until it happens and you're like, oh, they completely earned that just then. Like mm-hmm. that, that belongs in that scene. Most of the time. I think there are one or two that uh-huh. were just kind of like, eh. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to point those out right. as we get They'll to them. Highly emotional. I like this stuff. I Highly- like all of this. So, yeah. Brian, um, yeah. I'm surprised you're not already yelling and screaming about Volk being so emotional in this movie. Well, no, because the whole point of, of Vulcans is that they have they're they're very very emotional. They're so emotional they that as it. part of their society, they go at some point in their history, they went, "We have to repress this because we can't control it otherwise." Mm-hmm. So it makes sense that as children, Vulcans are very emotional, and they have to, as part of their learning, as part of their education, they're trained to stop to, that, as yeah. to repress it. Mm-hmm. So this, I love all of this. All right, good. This scene, mm, not so much. See here. Oh, see, he's scene. explaining it right there. Emotions yeah, are deep. Yeah, yeah. People need to know. People like Teague need to know. My problem, exactly. My problem with this movie is only the fact that the actual story doesn't make much sense. But that's, that's a big What's issue. funny is that this <laughs> well, <laughs> that's I know kind it, of a big well, deal. No, it's, it's kind of not because I don't yes, think. Yes, it is. Give me a second, will you? Go. Okay. Go ahead. This movie, for me, is just a fucking blast on a par with Transformers on every single level. That's it Here, okay. for me. I understand how this yes. this means a lot more to you than it does to me, but this movie works the first time and the second time, and if you start thinking about it, then it's like, it doesn't make any sense. I want to watch it again, though. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Transformers, at its core, makes no sense, and you just accept that about it. That is a crucial whereas, difference. You're right. Whereas Star Trek was designed to try and make some... I mean, the whole thing about it being science fiction, especially in the 60s, it was trying to make sense of the things they were struggling with then and, and continues to be so. And now the it's Cold just... Cold War a, and... Yeah, Cold War aspects. and racial racial tensions and stuff like that. And and now now it is now it is the kind of thing where it's an action movie that you put on a par with Transformers. Ideally, any, yeah. any work... I, of, I understand how that could be heartbreaking. Ideally, any work of arts, quote-unquote, should be about something. It should have mm-hmm. some kind of point involved to it. And, okay, if Transformers 2 doesn't from its outset, okay, fine, sure. But Star Trek, at its beginning, at its core in the 60s and through the 80s and everything else, was and very strongly had that point of view. It was about something, and there was a reason why it was created... And then to have that history and then to kind of be just fall apart. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. This movie aspects. has a lot of work to do. This is a movie that's setting up a new – well, it's, it's, re, it's, it's rebooting the franchise. I'm just saying – I'm not I'm, – okay, fingers are up with the little quotations. Okay? Fair enough. Um, but this movie is, is introducing you to a new cast, a sort of new aesthetic, a new world, a new version of Star Trek. And it has a lot that it has to do in this movie that it couldn't just go off and be all about racial tension. Couldn't it though? I mean, couldn't you put? It couldn't be all about I, it. But I think, you could I have think an it spends most of it. I think time you could, I think you could put all of these characters. You know, the recap. Yeah, that's called the sequel. After no, this no, no, one, no, no, no. I think you could put all of these characters as their new in their new cast in their new bodies. Mm-hmm. I think you could put them on the bridge of something that looks like the bridge of the Enterprise, and go with a story. And just assume and, people get and, it and go. Well, and we as Americans, as people, know enough. Even as not as Star Trek fans, know enough. The guy with the pointy ears is Spock. The arrogant guy is Kirk. Blah 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 blah. Well, those are the only two that they, I would have known. That you could jump into. I and, think and I've, the black girl is a horror. Wouldn't you know, know you get it. I think you had to introduce this as a separate timeline because then that's the whole thing. It's like this is different. Doesn't doesn't count. Like everything you knew before about the series 
doesn't count anymore. Don't worry about it. Like, I, I, I can see why they did this. Cause, it's, it's, cause, not, it's not an option that is completely without merit. I yeah, well, yeah. And to, I, and but I think they what, could do both. I think they could have done both. They could have, they could have done mm. that and also had m- more something more because well, Nero's not a bad villain necessarily he just you just well, need to make more sense of what he's well, doing yeah but right. hold on here one of the what to speak to what Brian was saying and then Dorkman brought it right up to what I had that to guy say. should be Bilbo by the way if they can't get Nero <laughs> back that guy should totally should be, be Bilbo uh, is that think about how much time in this movie is spent on Nero and not as the character I just, I just want to say real quick holy God. that is a that that line, live yeah. long and prosper, perfect example he's of not what saying I'm talking live about. Long and prosper, working he's it in. Saying, he's saying you. fuck you. Exactly. That's yeah. a great example of subtext, number one, writers. Um, and number two, it's a great example of how to use the original lines in a way totally. that is in a new way. A new way. Thumbs yeah, up. exactly. Excellent. And Zachary uh, Quinto or Quinto or however you pronounce his name, mm-hmm. perfect choice for Spock. Go ahead. Yes, he's awesome. agreed. Go ahead. Think Dave. of how much time is spent on Nero, not the character, the subplot. In this case, acting as. What they're talking about in the narrative of the movie, not introducing characters. How much time is spent on the part of the movie that is about the story of the movie and not reintroducing the characters in the universe? It's like 25, 40 minutes of the whole movie. Maybe, maybe 50 minutes if you count the last end. And you, you only have 50 minutes in a, what is a very, very full movie to tell something. I, I wonder if it would even work if it was... It, they could have fleshed out Nero a little bit more. But to do anything more in-depth than he's the bad guy and he wants to destroy the planet... Might not have fit into this. Well, that's the thing. If you look, if you look into the actual backstory of Nero and his motivations, it makes no sense. No, it doesn't. I'm saying that they could have fleshed out Nero. No, I know. Anything more complicated? Well, it does make sense. He's just kind of retarded. No, it it really doesn't because there's a backstory that is it's like a comic tie-in. You have to read these comics to understand where Nero came from and his his motivations. And what? Yeah, it's set in the next generation. No, no, fuck that. Here's here here's me talking. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Go. So there's this comic tie-in that you have to read to get Nero's backstory and his motivations and the whole thing in the t- that exists in the Disagreed. 24th century Go. that pr- that creates this whole series of events. And it's like uh, Spock, you know, original continuity Spock, uh, try, you know, uh, we know from the uh, uh, Next Generation episodes that he was on Romulus trying to get Romulans and Vulcans to come back together. Um, we know that from the movie. We we know that from the uh, Next Generation series. Well, I know that from this he movie. That. I know, he but it, that. that's an ep- that's like a two parter episode. In Next Generation that starts that right. Quick, get to the, so the comic book. He's about to punch someone. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> blah. So the comic book is like so he's still trying to work that out, but then Romulus's son is going to explode, so he tries to stop it, but he fails. And Nero is one of the few Romulans that survives it because he happens to be on his mining ship. Yeah. So the fact that Spock failed but tried very hard but failed to prevent Romulus' star from exploding yep. is what causes him to go insane. Sure. Yeah. I think it's That's a s- horrible motivation for your okay, main Okay, number one, I, that requires no knowledge of having read that comic. That is all explained in this movie in flashback. Here's the problem. Here's, here's the part where, where he, Nero's motivation makes sense. Okay, his motivation makes sense, but the actions he takes don't make sense. You just traveled back in time. Romulus has not exploded. Right. Do something there. about it, you right. fucking it guy. There. But he didn't know. He How did, did he know? not know? He knew he was 25 years saying, before I'm not this saying shit he happened. should have known, because I agree, he should have known. But even in the movie, he says, I saw it explode. I watched it explode. No, he knows that he knows that he's back in time. He knows what time he's at. He knows that it still exists, and he doesn't care. And he creates this grand plan to punish Spock. Who hasn't and, done anything yet. Who, who is, whose only <laughs> fault is trying very hard and failing to yeah. prevent this well, star from you, exploding. You, in this movie, it, it's pretty clear that he is very concerned with Spock Prime. The Spock yeah. who did let it get destroyed. Right. He wants him to watch the destruction of Vulcan. Right, but, but the his, question now, is his why. His spine is about preventing his home from exploding. And his, but, and his, his home his is action, there. Go do it. 
his actions are, I had to punish Spock for blowing up my home. When what Spock actually did was tried very hard to prevent it from exploding and failed. Yes. Yeah, and because, now he exists yeah but he in, doesn't know that. Now he exists in a time where his home does exist and he can prevent it. He but, can do something. But he's he got 25 years. No, he's got more than more 25 than that. years. He has hundreds of years. Yeah. I want to know how Dorkman goes. He knows and he's just denying it because I think he doesn't know. He I, knows what time period he's in. He knows the time that he's in. When he moves, when he goes back in time, he knows he where he is. He clearly did a lot of calculations to figure out where Spock was going to show up. He's supposed to be a pretty smart guy he, as far as being able to figure that he stuff out. He knows where he is in the start date he knows where he is and he knows it's hundreds of years or however right, right. long it is he knows he's got at least a decade but here's to do here's, something. A, here's the thing and you guys tell me if i'm wrong at the end of the sentence he is fighting to prevent romulus from being destroyed in the future no even if he what no, no? he's not he's, he's not that, he, that's not he's he has no interest in that at all he has no interest in saving romulus in this film all he's interested in is punishing spock correct oh you mean by his actions yeah correct and, and what he's after that's his motivation his his goal is to punish spock for allowing romulus to be no, destroyed. he said, he for said an his whole goal is to destroy all the planets in the federation because he's widened this whole thing to feel like he's a conspiracy theorist where he thinks the federation is against uh, yeah, fair romulus. enough but the but the well that that could so be his point is to the destroy po- all the planets in the federation the point that's why he's got the drill he's destroying planets is that not True. Based on the actions in the movie, is to punish. The I guess people we'll see that in a second. I've only yeah to punish the people responsible, as opposed to preventing the disaster that he now he's preventing the prevent. disaster by destroying the planet. No, he's not. He's no, he's not. destroying the federation. No, no, they, no, but, the, but the federation isn't the reason that the sun went supernova. I know, but I'm saying that's what he thinks. But it doesn't. But he's not that then, crazy. It's yeah. Like. That, then you just have an insane okay, the con- supervillain, which all right. isn't very. Now compelling. this goes back to what I said in the first place, which is, but he's retarded. Because his his, okay, his he can be retarded. His okay. mental application of how he's gonna fix this doesn't work. But that, I feel like his motivations are explained. It would be, that, it that's would, fine. That's okay. fine. But you have in that case you have a retarded supervillain when it's a much better dramatic choice to have a villain who knows what the fuck he's doing. Right. It'd be good. It'd be good at least. And I think this is at least in the script. It may even be in the deleted scenes. But if if someone on his crew brought it up, you know, if someone was Proposed like, "Hey, we could we him. could go." Save Romulus. I don't know about that. I don't, I don't think that's in the deleted scenes, actually. And I think it's in the script because because I think there is a thing where where someone tries to be like, "Hey, can we go save Romulus?" Maybe crazy thought, and then he like has them killed or whatever because he's just that crazy. And it's like that would almost help make. It's like all right, well, he's just crazy, and there's no reasoning with him. Obviously, Sector Forty Seven. Forty Seven okay. is a very. Uh, it's a Star Trek reference. Oh, oh, oh also, Trek Homer Simpson works in Forty Seven G. Just kidding, 7G. 7G. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, I'm like, no, he doesn't. I no, tried to reach on that one. I thought and you guys wouldn't notice. This, this changes the continuity. The Enterprise was originally built. Oh, he has sensor. no spokes on his wheels. So yeah. I think That's so, actually true. Sure. Everyone calm down and listen to what Brian just said because they always build the ships in space dock. Right? Oh, well, that's a whole other the, and The Enterprise and the original continuity was built at the San Francisco shipyards, not the Riverside shipyards. On, on Come Earth, on, guys. In atmosphere? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Well, let me put it this way. They never they never show it in canon. So, although there is an episode of Voyager where they go back to the Utopia Planitia docks on Mars and I was going to say I thought I saw stuff. them building a ship somewhere. Let me let me let me let me throw this one out there. I wonder if JJ approached this. I'm sure he did. But I wonder if JJ approached this and said, "I want to make a Star Trek for everyone else." That's I, part it, of it. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it was, he's, he's trying to make I, a Star Trek I, that they were trying to, to balance everyone. it. They were trying yeah. to balance and that's the No. That's no. But, but no, to no, balance, no, but to balance it, you've been talking for 20 minutes. No, he hasn't. To, to actually. Star, no, I haven't. And it's Star Trek for God's sake. Let me finish my sentence then. To balance it. You started would, it after his sentence, Teague. To balance it, Jesus. you would have to give one to someone else because you guys have had Star Trek for 40 years and we haven't. So to to balance it would be and you guys get one too now. Yeah, but fuck you. No, I don't agree with that. No, you don't just no, I don't just give you a fucking movie of the thing that I've loved for my entire life. First of all, he I've does. given you shitty ep- uh, shitty movies and shitty episodes. No. 
But we and, didn't and, like those and, either. And besides, no reg- one liked the shitty ones. Regardless, exactly, and that's that's the deeper point. Regardless, they every producer of Star Trek has been but since Star Trek has been a thing has been how do we appease the hardcore fans and the newcomers as well? That's that's been the 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 fundamental. And dilemma. they've been doing a great here's, job, haven't they? Here's the thing: the, here's the time they did the great job was Star Trek Four, and that's the only time they've done a a, a good job. Four Every other time Fox? they no, uh, voyage home. Boy, here's here's the thing with with what the team, one with the whales. The argument you were ma- just making, Fig, is is <laughs> the one with go, the whales goes to a deeper goes to a deeper point that I hear a lot about action. Where it's this idea where you can either make a good movie or a fun movie, and I think you can do both. I agree. Thank you. I agree. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is a perfect good fun movie. Sure. But, but now, but, ima- something that but now, imagine that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang had forty years of continuity. Yeah, and I know. To- I'm going to say, Jesus, if I held if I held Kiss Kiss Bang Bang to the same <laughs> retarded standards as this movie is taken flack for, I'm sure. And I by the way, we'll, we'll get it. to this more later on. But this is like part of that. At least that little painting, matte painting, there is the. Uh, the Budweiser plant in what is it Northridge? Northridge, somewhere north. Oh, yeah, they but, they, right by but they actually they actually there. shot a lot in there too. The whole Simon the, the Pegg interior sequence. We'll, actually, we'll that's one of there. my biggest we'll beefs. There. Yeah, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get there. there. We'll get right. there. Fine, but good times. That, that's I mean, Dorkman's point is the point that I would make is that there's this false continuity that exists in producers' heads that we can either make a movie for the hardcore fans or for the general audience, and we have to find this. But this you middle of the road. A lot of the fans really like this movie. Or maybe Ryan said that. But Ryan's Ryan, wearing a Star Trek shirt. <laughs> Ryan, and by Ryan, I should say Ryan. We should say Ryan Sheely, uh, my good friend from college, who was sat in on the Star Trek Six Undiscovered Country commentary. We're both huge Star Trek fans. That's the reason we're such good friends in the first place. But it's it's and the only reason. Uh, <laughs> well, there's that and one other thing, but they don't mention that one anymore. <laughs> now that it, now that he's engaged. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, the the deeper point is that there's this false continu- this false dichotomy that you ha- you can either appease the fans or the general audience, but not both at the same time, which is patently untrue. If you put enough work and you plan the story properly, you can do both at the same time. Out of curiosity, has that ever worked? I'm not being a douche. I'm, I'm asking. I'm trying. I even as I was saying this, I'm trying to think. What of about Serenity? Lord of the Rings. Serenity let down a lot of people, and actually, it bombed. So I guess it didn't. Really I would say Lord. Well, bombed it bombed technically. Because Lord of the Rings is a good. I, th- I was not a franchise that already exists. I would say Lord of the Rings like is an example. Lord of the Rings. There it is. Yeah. Good job. Sure. Um, okay. So another another change from the original continuity. Um, you guys are great. Orig- Have I told you that yet? The original Starfleet Academy is actually a water processing plant in Van Nuys that I. It's like a Japanese garden slash water. Are you saying a set that they use? Or no, what? it's no, actually it's, a place that's there right now. It's actually a real building. What they used, yeah. What they use is the backdrop, and then it's uh, this Japanese garden that the city has built, right? Uh, but the actual processing plant itself is very futuristic, very modern architecture. So they use that in what in, what in Star this? Trek: The Next Generation. Okay. So if you watch episodes of Next oh, Generation, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a garden. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. If you watch episodes of Next Generation when they're walking around the campus, uh, quote unquote, of Starfleet Academy, it's this Japanese and Voyager garden. too a couple times, and, right? and Voyager as yeah. well. It, we we blasted past it, but it wouldn't have been kind of fun if in the background in that blurry, always moving net painting of the Golden Gate Bridge, there was some futuristic application of it where it was like. <laughs> I don't know. Like there was no catenary cable, so it was just like supported with just whatever just hover, just something hover that bridge. would be okay. really dumb. Anyway. Okay, yeah. Please well, explain well, to me why you need to make a hover bridge when you could obviously just that's make a, hover that's cars and Futurama. not have to do the yeah. 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 You oh, don't need a, a bridge fly anymore. for no reason. Okay. Anyway, anyway, they, well, the whole they changed so Starfleet Academy. Like, oh, Golden Gate Bridge. All right. They they changed Starfleet Academy from that the water processing plant to uh, Cal State Northridge, which is the library. All right, and that's why you're like fuck this movie. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's a difference. No, but a funny thing is. Uh, 
Starfleet Academy, the grounds it is located on is the Presidio in San Francisco, which is an old army base, mm-hmm. which is now owned by Ryan, your former employer. Mm-hmm. Lucas, yeah, Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. They're all set up over there. Lucasfilm yeah. bought all this land over there that used ILM to be this as well. Arm- the guy uh, that ILM, making this yeah. movie. Yeah. Do you think yeah. there are any uh, missteps they, in the uh, casting process? I think everyone's cool. By the way, I always um, thought it was. I always well, thought it was funny. Um, ILM also worked on like the original Star Trek movies and stuff. So there's mm-hmm. always been this thing. Oh, Star Trek versus Star Wars, and Lucas is like ching. Yeah, he doesn't care. Keep on fighting as long <laughs> as we keep making movies. It's awesome. Casting. Casting. Uh, Here's the thing. When, I like. When, every, I like everybody. When they when they first were coming except, out, with, except Chekhov. Really? I just don't like what they did with the character. Casting I like is okay. I like, I like him. him. I like him as a person. I like what he's given, what he does with what he's okay. given. Okay, quick. But Star Trek like nerds. What... Star Trek nerds. What do you think about the fact that we're watching the famed Kobayashi Maru I love situation it. here? Um, there's, I like there's an ex, there's a novel that it, like gives the backstory of what he actually did dur- uh, during the Kobayashi Maru. Mm. And I like that story better than I like this story. Oh, boy. Uh-huh. <sighs> See, this is, what I, this is what I'm I told listening. you we shouldn't do. I'm listening. In, in this book, they no. I'm not. I'm not rolling my eyes at that. I'm rolling my eyes at, at you're me. bringing in I novelizations know. and comic books. Uh, whatever. <laughs> okay. there, there's a book called Kobayashi Maru, which yep. basically has several of the main characters going. What did you do during this test? Oh, I did this. What did ah, you do? Uh-huh. And it, it's cool because it goes into like what each of them did and ex- examines their characters. And what Kirk did in that book, I think, is more interesting than what he did here. The mm-hmm. eating the apple is a callback to Star Trek II, obviously, but. Um, in the book, it's like he changed the program so that the Klingons in the simulation uh, already were incredibly afraid of the Captain Kirk that would have the character that eventually would be. <laughs> so in the simulation, the Klingons are like, "Oh, it's Captain Kirk! Oh, we better not mess with Captain Kirk!" That's oh, kind of funny. Yeah, and I think it's just a more interesting way of him fucking with the simulation oh. than the ships blowing up easily. Right. No, in this one, it is very sort of obvious I, that, I like that it was it. hacked. Basically, you know, I mean, it, it's, yeah. it seems apparent to anyone involved, but you know, I think it still makes for a good sequence. I it, do, it's proving the point of it. I you know? do like the idea that Spock is responsible for the. He's the designer of the Kobayashi Maru. Yes. That that's a nice touch. Yeah. It's a good this, moment. I don't know why, because it's really not a revelation. But as soon as they whip over to Spock, everyone in the audience goes. <gasps> Now, a friend it's of mine like, is in wait. the background here somewhere. I'll see if I can point her out. She's, si- she's actually sitting on the other side of uh, Keith. There she is, right there. All uh, right. Carl I totally Urban. don't know, but she's, she's si- there. No, cool. she's sitting literally on the other side of Carl Urban or Keith Urban. Keith Urban. I uh, forget no, wh- I Carl forget Urban. Carl, Carl, Carl Urban. Urban. I forget which one is which. But. Going back to what you were saying about the cast, when this was first coming out, there was just first information. Do you remember when they released like six screen grabs from the movie? And it was like yeah. a huge deal. This is before any trailers and stuff. And they have all of them, you know, on the bridge, you know, turning toward camera, basically, and where they're talking about like, uh, yes, coming out of warp into the rings. Of, we can we can know. point out what the screen grab is. I yeah, know exactly. exactly what I know exactly. Is. Well, yeah, obviously. But the whole thing is right then, I was like, <gasps> oh, shit, this movie could suck balls. It's High School Musical. They're all... Teenagers, and yeah. The, and What's see, happening? And here? that's the thing. This this idea for a story has been floated about for many years as like a possible another series. Yeah, we're gonna have a, the Starfleet Academy series, and we're gonna right, show all sure. of them as kids, and it's gonna be like Star Trek Nine or Two One Zero Muppet Babies. It would have been like Muppet Babies in Space Nine or Two One Zero at Starfleet Academy, and it was always like, oh, please God, don't. Whatever you do, don't do that. Right. Um, so. This is better than what those rumors were floating. Around. I got over but it, but I still though, don't think point, it's necessary. The point is, they're they're all very they are they're all very young. But I got over that by the time the movie came around, and I was like, "All right, I'm going into this. I'm ready to go." And I think it worked to me. Ryan, why do you like this movie? Why you, do, do you I have like a good, it? you just have a good time with it, like I do? Yeah, fucking a. I'm I'm not just like completely. I, I don't know. It, it just there's enough. Uh, the logic is fridge enough, apparently, that it didn't <laughs> bother me. 
I got to be honest with you. I just rode this movie through because I'm – listen, I, I, I grew up on Star Trek, Next Generation. I got to be honest with you. I never really got into the original series. And maybe if I had, then I would care more because these are literally the same characters and literally some of the same time frames. And then maybe I'll be more pissed off or something. But I, I'm not. I mean I grew up on uh, Next Generation. I watched Voyager. I watched DS9. And uh, did not really bother with Enterprise too much. Um, but there's also some original series nods in in the panel, and the names of the admirals on there are mm-hmm. names of admirals. There are a lot of little references. To, there like, are there are a lot of little touches that are nice. In. Yeah. So, but anyway, the point is that I'm I'm a a you know lifelong Star Trek fan. I grew up on the stuff, and um, you know maybe maybe I'm just I'm just not looking as as deep as uh, Brian here is. But uh, I was able to totally enjoy this movie as just a, a as an awesome ride, and it didn't offend me enough with any of its technical stuff. By the uh, part of it, there's a lot of instances of where the engineering of the Enterprise is the most obvious one, where they use plainly like right. present day sets. Yeah, and this is another one. This hangar bay. I've been in the hangar of the Hindenburg in Lakehurst, New Jersey, mm. where they used to actually keep the Hindenburg. It's yeah. Uh, possibly one of the is it a large, big goddamn room? It's it's the quite possibly the largest single room in in the world. Well, uh, you said that about the shuttle, the that's a, space center. That's mm-hmm. the thing. It's like it's one of those. It's, two, it's depending, on par with that big ass building. Exactly. It's depending on how you look measure at the kooky them, wheels on that little thing back there. But oh, sorry, it's out of frame. It's just the idea <laughs> of. <laughs> th- there's some very wow. like present day or past elements that are woven in here. It's like, no, this is a huge tentpole summer movie. You don't need, you can, right. you can do a matte painting and cover that up. Cause that looks obviously like a right. dirigible More effects. Hanger. That's what they needed on this. But why, but why? I mean, really, I'll, 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 I'll go. It looks in like a big say, Quonset hut. I like, like that. It's a real structure. place to be honest. With yeah. You. Why? Why? I, I mean, because if you look okay, at how, it, it how looks future- like it belongs in the thirties, but how much, how much more futury can you like, like a, Building works after you know the uh, a geodesic dome is a geodesic dome whether it was built in the 1900s or the 2300s. I mean, it they, looks it just, like a dirigible hangar. It looks it like does. a closet. But why would you? But, but maybe they're still using dirigible hangars. It's like it's a big fucking room, and we got a bunch of big fucking spaceships. Why don't we put them in there? We're not going to knock it down because it's still standing there and it works just fine. Like, should they put like holographic stickers over it or something to make it look futury? I, I it mean, just looks so like modern day and past day to me that it just. It but it sticks. Okay, but, every, but we it have, sticks out to me as a sore thumb. I know okay. it doesn't stick out to anybody have, else, but it does. To I'm me. just saying we have things today that are you know really well, old. We, we don't because yeah. we're America and we knock shit down all the time. Well, but, America hasn't been around that right, long. Right, right. But if we were, it'd be more like Europe, where yeah, we would have exactly. these old buildings that we would just. They still keep have castles because guess what? They That's haven't fine. Fallen down. That's fine for like somebody's home, but for like a modern hangar bay installation for a military installation. There is you, no military you, at Starfleet. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> blah. You you don't have you don't necessarily you don't have barracks from the 1920s in the, U, the United States Navy right now. That's the difference. That's okay. what the kind of the Presidio was before they remodeled it. Actually, yeah. Well, they, yeah, but the know. army wasn't still using the Presidio. If the army were still using the Presidio, anyway. So yeah. when I watch, I, li- this, I, I almost like the idea. I'm sorry, but I almost like the idea based on what we're talking about that. This is a future America where we actually have respect for some of our previous culture like and haven't knocked we down. Didn't, we like didn't the change car, the, the uh, bridge. Or the Golden you know? Gate Bridge. Yeah. You know, there we, we kept it up because it's there, and we don't need it, but we still have it because it's a thing. You All, right, guys, All right, you, you guys talk have to about admit, the Enterprise this here. is pretty fucking awesome, and <sighs> I think the Enterprise in this movie looks stupid cool. No. Okay, why? Oh, wait, first, that's, that's first, the Enterprise. Oops. First, <laughs> they changed the design of Starbase 1. It that's really, the Enterprise. Fuck them. Okay, 
Okay. The you know what? One. Butterfly effect. Starbase <laughs> one. Starbase <laughs> one. Okay, oh, why so don't we cool like looking. this? Uh, I like that. I why don't it. we like this? It. Why don't you like it? It looks like a hot rod. And I know that, that they said explicitly that's what they're doing. And that's, that's why I, I like have it. A, I have a problem with... I Okay, I've... We've already said they love the old culture. hey I <laughs> when, when Enterprise when Enterprise the series was coming out, they designed the the NX01 to have this kind of hot rod car look to it in the kind of accoutrements on the hull, and it just doesn't make sense. These comparing these starships to hot rod cars is not a valid comparison. Why not? These are battleships. These are aircraft carriers. No, they're not. These are it's an exploration cruisers. ship. Right, <laughs> but look, if you go if you went to any naval engineer or any aerospace engineer yep. and said Put tail fins on that just because it looks fucking cool. They would. I don't see any tail fins. They would. It's, I just see swooping it's shapes. A, it's a metaphor. Uh, yeah. It's like. No, you're kind of speaking literally. I mean, it's about true. vestigial. No, but it's true. Said it's true. Mode. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. As, point, yeah. Aspects to make the the vehicle look cool for the sake of looking cool. If you said, if you said to an aerospace engineer. Do something to make that look cool for the sake of looking cool. They would laugh you out of the fucking well, room. Well, if Trey was here, Trey not, would not, say... Not for wait, a car. Wait, wait. No, hang on. Well, I'm not, saying to Dorkman, not you. Not for a car, because a car has to be sold, because a car is a product. Right. But a battleship is not a product that has to be sold. It's a, it's a machine that has to perform a specific function. So do you think when they sat down in the 60s and said, we need a spaceship, they said, but don't, under any set of circumstances, make it look cool? Part of, part of the original Enterprise was a lot of it... Uh, Jeffries, they tried to make it look Matt, cool, dude. Matt Jeffries... No, they tried to make it look different from the standard UFO. Basically, the way the original... By adding enter- a bunch of stuff <laughs> the to way the UFO. The, the way the original Enterprise got built was like, okay, let's take your standard UFO and let's add a couple of tubes to it to make it look different. And yeah. that's how you get the original Enterprise. But what Matt Jeffries, the guy who designed the original Enterprise, was like, well, if this is actually a, a piece of machinery that's designed to do a job, you would put all the important stuff, which would be most of it, on the inside, because on the inside it would be protected. And that's why you get the enterprises that exist in the original series. Uh-huh. Okay, let me... Uh, Go ahead. Uh, is, there, is there some nerd thing we want to talk about here about... I hate this bridge. Okay. No, but Jesus him, isn't there, a, isn't there a big thing wait, about wait, Sulu? Go if on. he had done it right, it would have destroyed everything. That's what I said. Is, yeah. I don't know if I read that or if it occurred to me, but like, if he had actually not... If he had successfully gone to warp, they would have arrived with the rest of the fleet and been destroyed by Nero. Exactly. So his failure saved them all. And, and in terms of story timeline... They're delayed by what? 10, 15 seconds? Yeah. And in that 10, 15 seconds, the destroyed. entire rest of the fleet gets destroyed yeah, by Yeah, he Nero. shot a lot of those fucking little missile things. That's All fucking right. warp, man. No, l- right. let, me, let me just make a point about what he was saying. I'm okay, sorry, no. but about the design of the Enterprise. Oh, um, me too, so go. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, we, we, forgot, already, we forgot about the fact that McCoy does this horrible, horrible thing and should be court-martialed because of it. Okay, oh, we'll come to that. But um, it, we'll, we'll, it, let's do that. But, the, but first, the, the design of the Enterprise. Let's put it this way. Uh, we already brought up TED, which is technology edu- uh, entertainment, technology entertainment design. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. they often have talks about, about design being useful. Now, let's put it this way. You said tail fins, for example. As an let's example. Take, sure. Let's take, let's take tail fins. You're in space. It's a vacuum. Tail fins aren't going to damage your ability to fly. There's actually no real reason to be aerodynamic. There's no reason not to have tail fins on there. That's true too. If you're if you're dealing with you know again, I I think your point is is valid. It's not so much a battleship, although it does have weapons, but it's more an exploration ship. Now, if you're trying to communicate with presumably advanced cultures that can meet you in space and stuff like that, 
doesn't it benefit you somewhat to be able to say, not only do we have an appreciation for technology and being able to do this stuff, but we have an appreciation for beauty as like, well, I an like appreciation for yeah. understanding, but and being every, able to show as, that this is not just utilitarian, but we also understand oh, how to make great, something beautiful. But every every species' conception of aesthetics is going to be completely different from one another. That I don't think that's true. necessarily true. That's, there's also, I disagree, actually. The more fundamental point is the fact that no engineer that's building something that has a performance specific function would ever put any feature on it for the fuck of it sure but it that's, just does not happen i agree wait, wait, but what, the point what, is what, what the point is what the if, fuck of it no i'm just saying what if what if the point is there was an engineering team and then there was a design team they were like is this going to fuck up what the ship does no okay Put it on. Why? Because we can. What I'm, the still, fuck? I'm still. That's, c- not, that's not how it works. But that's, that's not how, how you build that's, airplanes. That's not shit. how you build airplanes. Wait, 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 this wait. isn't an airplane, though. dude. What, what, this is what, closer what, to an airplane than it is to a hot rod. Here's the problem. This yeah. is the 21st century. There's no war. There's no war. It's all good. What we are out war. cruising the galaxy, just having fun in these spaceships that we there make is a lot war. of. Oh, why not people. make them look cool? Because this, we want to look cool to the other. I want to get off this conversation. That's not how engineering works. I have one more thing. I'm sorry, but this engineering. These are plainly, obviously, giant tanks. I do of, agree with you on this. Yep. You yes. can see the little spouts that w- the beer comes out of. Oh, God. And I really don't like right. that the engineering I disagree is with the, the idea that it's factor. just engineering at play here. Yeah, this, is not, this is not a ship designed by engineers s- exclusively, and I'm okay with that. Go ahead. Yes. Like, I agree Brian, with Mike. We were looking at the outside of the ship. What was added? That didn't make any sense. It's the same shape. It's just a little bit different in curves. No, I'm talking about the... the we were talking about the ship. <laughs> the I'm talk- Well, the designers, the production designers and J.J. Abrams in this movie were like, we want to make... J.J. Abrams said specifically, Brian, and it's on Brian, the record... that's Vasquez Rocks. That's Vasquez Rocks that's right it. there. On the left. That's one of the There things, are elements yeah. of it, yeah. But yeah, every, everything else... took a lot of photos of it, but that, that's not a specific... There it is. You can take a picture of exactly No, that, that was on know? the left. That was it from the side when you're coming up at it. Uh, are you sure? No, it wasn't. No, the, the the big one has two. Remember, there's the little one. No, that's the, the one that we ones. just saw on the left. My, we'll go back anyway. after the movie. Yeah, then. yeah. My my uh, my disagreement comes. JJ Abrams on the record is saying, "I want the Enterprise to. I want to hot rod it up. I want to make it look more like a hot rod." But and had he, you never heard him say hey, that, what would you have with? The thing? I, w- I would still. I still. Even before I knew that, I looked at the new Enterprise and went that uh, a little bit. Okay, here's the thing. But, I I can agree with you to an extent to where I think it's it's very stylized. But I totally buy into – and this ties into the bridge too, which you hate, so I get that. Okay, But here's the thing. I feel like in the future, it's come around again. It's like the 60s again where they want to just design funky stuff because fuck, why not? It's cool. That's just the aesthetic of the 24th century that they design things that way. Now, This is the 23rd century, by the way. Okay, 23rd. Yes, you're <laughs> right. I'm, so, I'm totally in next generation world it's in okay. my brain because I never okay. watched the original series. But, but the one thing – here we go. Ready? The one thing that I don't like about the Enterprise design from the outside – is the proportions of it. The nacelles are humongous, and they're held up on these little twig arms. I always think in that shot where they all go to warp and then the Enterprise doesn't, that they're going to go, boom, and then the nacelles are going to shoot off, broken from the rest of the ship. And, and the rest of the ship is going to just be go floating like, there like, there. oh. <laughs> I, there's, there's nothing specifically other. I think the engines are out of proportion with the rest of the ship, and I think yeah. the engineering hull is like very scant, skinny. It's, it's super to tiny, it. especially when they're inside. It looks like a... Like a hundred foot beer factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Exactly. Hmm, interesting. It but looks nothing like the bridge at all. There's no consistency of the the style of design. Of it. Exactly. Yes. It doesn't look like a spaceship from the inside. It doesn't look. All. It doesn't look like the same team designed all of this. You look at the bridge, and it I looks agree like, with that. It looks like the people from Apple designed you it. You know what? And then you get to the br- the engineering part, and it looks like 
I, I agree, and I'm going to go so far as to say that's that's uh, that's JJ's fault, and I think that's I one of the one of the huge bummers about this movie is that he chose to say I want to do some real sets, and I'd like to, to feel really grounded inside. That's why it's actually a, a physical place with railings and steam coming out of everywhere, and they're apparently manufacturing. This is sparks Chad's friend, isn't it? In, Our friend Chad Kelvin is a friend of, uh, right? I think that the that girl sh- that red shirt that just spoke. I think so. I'm, I'm not following on Twitter. Shirt. Her name is like Sabrina something. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember specifically, anyway. but somebody on this, one of these extras on this bridge is a friend of ours. Yeah. A friend of a friend of a friend of ours. Anyway. Yeah. So anyway, I'm saying, so JJ is the one who goes and, uh, and, and decides, oh, we're going to do this in the fucking beer factory and done. Yeah. No design necessary. And it's like, that's not the inside of a spaceship, dude. Yeah. It's cool yeah, that completely. you want to use real places, but they need to be the you inside do of more a spaceship, work. man. Okay. I'm, okay. Wait. Here we go. go. Wait, wait, wait. Now I'm feeling like there's a contradiction here because you were complaining that the design of it is is just masturbatory at this point. But then you're complaining that the des- that just using some place that is completely utilitarian different different aspects. I'm okay. talking about the exterior of the ship is masturbatory, and on the interior is not enough work being done because the uh, interior yeah. is just like let's just go to the beer factory and shoot. Right, but what? But at, at that point, what? Like you're not going to engineer it Here's to be R2-D2. like this. Bing. Why would you? What? Because in that it. shot, there was R2-D2 flies to the left and the bottom I believe you, I just didn't see screen. it. Yeah, yeah, back it Theor- up. Okay, theoretically, in, in the universe, the, the Enterprise is a real piece of machinery designed by real engineers for sure. a specific purpose. The exterior of it could, could work, theor- but it's just there's this feeling of we want to make it look like a hot rod, and that bothers me. Interior of it is... Let's just go to the to the beer factory in Northridge. In engineering, not on the but, bridge. Right, yes, right. But yes, what would yes, yes. what would but why? What would engineering how much more? I guarantee you, you whatever the engine room of our spaceships three hundred years from now looks like, it's not gonna okay. look like the beer factory in I Northridge. I guess that's fair. I, I think at the very least the size of it feels wrong. Because it should be you bigger know, or smaller? It or should what? be smaller. I mean you saw a shuttle fly into the ass of the spaceship and it was like only three times wider than that. There's that, really that, not that, that much. That's room. a whole other thing because this this enterprise is supposed to be so much larger than the actual original series enterprise, like sure, we already sure. talked about with the This is a great introduction when he, when he comes on and he's like, Hello. Hi, I'm Nero. Hi, Hi I'm Nero. Which I like that moment. Hi, Christopher, I'm Nero. Yeah. <laughs> the difference, I think, just to just summarize real quick, I think the difference is just the the all, all else just aside, it's the aesthetic of the bridge versus the aesthetic of the engineering. It's not the only not not the not, a, not even the same spaceship, but they don't even feel like. Didn't they both write an episode right. of the original well, series okay, okay. so they could shoot That's it all. in the warehouse at the studio? Like, isn't that a part of the old culture of Star Trek? Where it's like, here's what we've got: we've got this room. Let's write a script around this room. It seems like it seems like it's kind of in the same, but not for the key places well, on the Enterprise. They actually made yeah, it in engineering. That, I think what you're talking about is a bottle show, which is a common. Uh, reference or common term for any series where they go, okay, we have to save money because we spent so much money on the series finale. We have yeah, to they save probably money didn't on spend this too much show. money on this. We have to use no. I'm talking about in the <laughs> show. Being a douchebag. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, in in on television shows when they spend a lot of money on certain episodes and they have to save money they on gotta others. Keep bank on this stuff. They they do what is called a bottle show, which is we'll just use standing sets, and so they'll write scripts around just engineering and just the bridge. <laughs> That's how Little Shop happened. Actually, the original, the original, the not original. the, not the, not yeah. the much better remake, not the, not the musical, but the original. Yes. Anyway, I, oh, I would like to just take this moment to give a brief shout out to uh, my man there, Bruce Greenwood, Captain, Captain Pike of the Enterprise. Really? My you favorite know. captain in the Enterprise. I was about, I was Do you know man. Bruce Greenwood? No, no, I'm saying like, that I was about to ass. say that he always that dude me. rules. He was, well, I might be kind of. I love his acting in this movie. He kicks. No, ass. I think he's good in this yeah. movie. But I saw him in JFK playing JFK, oh, yeah? and he didn't even try. Kevin Ooh. Costner played, I think, 
Maybe really? maybe Bobby or something? No, no. He was in there. Everyone else had the perfect JFK accent, and Greenwood literally didn't try. At all. Like, he just talked, he sounded the exact same. To be fair, to be fair, I almost feel like a lot of times that's probably the right choice. As opposed to being like, I'm doing a a caricature, as opposed to being like, I'm just gonna. Yeah. I'm just going to get across so, the person. I feel such now, an why, authority okay. and a weight with him in this movie. I like. I, him I do okay. agree okay, with that. He does, he's good in this movie. Okay, get yeah, we're Red Matter. I don't have a problem with it as much as Brian does, but he just went to the bathroom or something, I guess. Um, and so he's, he's not here. He's been drinking. It's okay. Well, He'll yeah, be back in a minute. Yeah, you I'm know, just saying I'm, he's not here to to protest. This. All right, do it. So I'm going to try. Rock on, man. Here's my, here's the the one point. Here we go. Well, let me ask you this right off the bat. If we're in the Star Trek universe, isn't Jesus. this just the one magic bean for the movie? The, I think the problem is – and again, I'm not the expert on Star Trek here as much as other people are. But um, I would feel like Star Trek – Star Trek doesn't play in magic beans quite as yes. much as the rest of them That's do. what I was going to say. Um, and and so with, with this, it's like usually it will explain what it's trying to like, – like Brian was saying, it will try to at least justify kind of – you know, this is the understanding from whenever this this episode is being made, and we're just projecting it into the future, and then it means something. Second, I mean, the bigger problem is if if all you need is a drop of red matter to implode a planet, <laughs> what the fuck do they have that much red matter yeah, for? And by the way, they got that That's from a the lot of red matter. They, they got the rom no, but the Romulans got that from the Vulcans. What the fuck are the Vulcans doing with that much red matter? They're gonna destroy the fucking Federation. Hey, they're man. gonna destroy America- the fucking universe. They're gonna implode the entire. They just have to go to the center of the universe and they will implode the entire fucking thing. Although Americans on, have nukes. Wait a minute. Later, he crashes the ship into yeah, Euro and ship. nothing fucking. It's as big as it normally is. Yeah, it's hole. like you, that's would, actually true. You'd think it would be a hundred thousand times yeah, bigger. Yeah, that that's an interesting point. I that was actually that. that wasn't even a that wasn't even a fridge logic thing for me. That was something watching really? it in the that, movie. Yeah, you're right. Watching though, it in totally. the movie, I was watching. I'm like, if a drop can implode a planet and has a normal sized black hole, right. this should be sucking in the universe when this crashes right. into Nero's you're, ship. You're creating the big crunch. Absolutely, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was def- I was defending your your. Thank you weren't here, so I was talking about red right. matter. We, we usually don't mention this, but sometimes we get up and pee. <laughs> we usually try but not I, to call attention to it. Uh, Although that's, that's fake calls attention to it every time I do it, apparently. So it's <laughs> funny because you always and whatever. But and we're, and we're all yeah. Man is absolutely right, and this is part of my problem with the this kind of like Star Wars mentality of Star Trek is okay. It's fine to have red matter, your magic bean, whatever it right. is, and not explain it. But that's not what Star Trek has been for forty years up to this point. Well, the thing about Star Trek is that anything that's sci-fi, any, anything that's kind of like if you if there's a theory about it, it's valid for. It's not right. a magic bean, basically. As long as you spend a minute and a half to explain, well, actually, you know, this isn't totally bullshit because there's a theory about this, and that's why it could exist. Oh, I guess that's what that is. Carrying on. Yeah. Well, part of part of the problem or part of the issue with Star Trek is the fact, like I said earlier, our Star Trek has been around for so long, and our inva- our knowledge, our understanding of science has advanced so much that it's like the the parameters of what you consider a magic bean have changed. Over that's the true. Years. Actually, that's true. Like what? What sure. could be considered a magic bean in the original? Star no sound Trek. here either. Very cool. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. This entire and sequence, I think, is great. Yes, I this, think it's well, great. I also think it's one of the most un-Star Trek sequences yes. in the movie. I would agree with. But that. But I like it. Yeah, a lot. You know, it's cool. This, yeah, I, I agree completely. And yeah, and you, I mean, and it's it's obvious. Like later, when you hear about, oh, they just basically added this sequence is one of the last things they sort of like. Oh shit, man, we gotta get but some. Yeah, some this, sort of this cool skydive is incredibly just you know so fucking cool. And you think it's it is the kind of thing, but at the same time, it is a bit Star Trekky because you almost think you're like. 
uh, aside from the fact that they didn't burn up in in going through the in atmosphere, atmo, yeah. but but at the same time you watch it and it's something that you can go in this universe. This is something I that can that. happen. Well, this is I actually, buy it and and you can put sure, yourself yeah, yeah, in totally. this position and go, oh my god, that would be the most fucking incredible thing ever. You know. Well, yeah. this is actually a deleted scene of Generations. Is Kirk is in the beginning of Generations? I think this is actually the opening of the movie, or supposed to be. Really. Uh, Kirk is in retirement and he's bored and he's trying to get his adrenaline fixed. So he <laughs> he's, or, he's he an adrenaline got, junkie. He he skydives <laughs> from cow. orbit and you re-enter the atmosphere. You know, basically skydiving. Right. Yeah. So it's it's that concept borrowed. Yeah. But cool. The um, good times. Anyway, what we were talking about before. I is think like, this is great. By the way, this guy. You know, if you right, if sure. you know Star Trek at all, you know what's happening with this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as soon as he's in the red suit, like exactly. half the audience was laughing when they saw the color of his suit. If I didn't as have this fucking he... retarded Star Trek shirt, I was going to wear red to this podcast. <laughs> as, as, yeah, as soon as he's in the red jumpsuit, and you're like, I can't fit, can't wait to go, man, bloody hell! It's like you're a dead man. Fifty meters, fifty meters. But but also different from from the usual Star Trek thing. Um, that's his fault, <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. usually it's not the guy's yeah. fault. Usually yeah. it's he's the first guy to take an arrow from the weird, savage civilization that they yeah. were, like, sniff the, sniff the flower and get stung with yeah. whatever it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's like the parameters of the magic bean change as our society evolves. I think that's Agreed. part of science fiction is that as our understanding of science changes over the years, so do the what constitutes and what you can get away with as a magic bean. And I don't think there's any clearer example of but, Star Trek but, over the years than that. Right. But there's also there's also the issue, and I think Star Trek – one of the reasons Star Trek resonates with so many people and especially is, is such a big <laughs> example of science fiction, you know, as opposed to, say, even Star Wars. People When people think of Star Wars, I don't think they really think of it as science fiction. It's kind of its own thing almost. It's all little yeah, universe. Because it's, it's not science fiction. Yeah, it's definitely space opera or whatever you want to call it. Science and, fantasy. You know, right. the thing is when a universe is so distinct like Star Wars is, it kind of has its own set of rules. I, I'll give you that. Yes, absolutely. You know? And and which is, you know, the problem Star with Trek, when you go violating those rules. Yeah, yeah. The thing, the it's thing supposed about, to be our future, so it doesn't quite have that full benefit. Yeah, I but, but I would say the thing about, sorry, just real quick, the thing about uh, science ah, fiction that, that I learned about science fiction when I actually got the opportunity to learn about it some is that it's about... It's about what's – so again, you know, when it was made in the 60s, it was about racial tension because it's not really about the science. It's about projecting what's going on right now into the future and yeah. how what we're concerned about right now – The themes of today. The, you know, it's, it's to give us some things, perspective. It's taking things to its yeah. logical conclusion, but exactly. We're distancing it far enough so that it's not us, and we can look at it from right. a, from arm's length and say, what are they doing wrong? And then, and then if you – have any kind of introspection it's like you oh that's what that. we're doing wrong yeah, too yeah, right. and and star trek star trek is pure science fiction in that way generally speaking that's where it started out as yeah but but you watch this movie and i don't see that that's true. I don't yeah, see I will give what you that. This that, movie that is doesn't about. exist at yeah. all within this movie. But again, and I'm gonna, and there granted, could be, sequels could be awesome, awesome though. That's what I'm saying. Eventually, is, is sure, movie, sure. Absolutely. That's what I said earlier. Is wait, that wait, this movie Brian, has did you like the first Star Trek movie? Uh, oh, I, I can't, I can't answer that because but you I like mean, the sequels. The first Star Trek movie, as, along with most of the Star Trek movies, exists as one entity within my childhood. I can't separate them out right and on. go. Was uh, was Sulu know. this badass originally? Because <laughs> this guy is like Han Sulu. Th- this, <laughs> well, his whole sword thing is another reference to the. Uh, well nice, done. How nice... long have you been holding on to that one? But I, I give it to you because well done. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, his whole thing with the swords is actually a, another one of those nice references because there's an episode early in the original series where there's basically this disease that makes them all drunk and it 
turns out through the course, you see through the course of the episode that Sulu is uh, a fencer. And so he just goes swashbuckling through the ship, drunk off his ass. Can I can I just say, so. and he says that because he references, he's like, I took some fencing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That was never fencing. None of the stuff he did <laughs> was fencing at all just then. That was much more, he's Asian, so he knows Kung Fu, right? But I, I thought it was cool, but I'm just saying. Like, he right. was like, I know some fencing, and then the shit he's doing, I'm like, I'm sorry. But and no. in, in the Fu. original episode, it is actual fencing. Yeah, yeah. He's oh, kind of like that. fencing down the, the yeah. corridor. It's yeah. very hilarious. Did you guys already talk? Sorry, I went to the bathroom and went talk about that but no did you talk about his flip out sword yeah. no actually was, I, wanted, I, I wanted I to say that the that's only like time the most sci-fi thing in this movie to me, <laughs> I gotta be honest with you but what's funny Ryan is that the only <laughs> other precedent I have in my brain for a flip out sword uh-huh. is from an effects video you did back in the day where you had a staff that expanded from nothing yeah I stole that from Babylon 5 <laughs> oh actually. so Babylon 5 did it first yeah they did did you do lens flares first no oh so what did you do what lightsabers oh yeah all Ryan Weaver right there Good job. That's a good effect. Thanks. That's a good idea. Yeah. There's a lot of money in that idea. I will take full credit for that, yeah. You know, you're, you're younger than you look. Uh-huh. Older than you look. What? Uh, we, should, we should say Zachary Quinto does the, the best job you possibly can. I mean, it's I think shit, everyone yeah, kicks man. ass. It's it, like... But it, I, it, I really like the Zachary Quinto doing Spock staff. or you know, Chris Pine doing Kirk is, is, is like somebody else trying to step in and do Indiana Jones. Right, it's, no, it's the same kind of scale exactly. of like trying to fill somebody else. And the and the thing role. is, no, no, but I don't think he's saying that as a as a negative. I don't think he's he's going against that. I, I think he's saying it's it's a tough it, it's they're a tough very, shoes very tough. to fill yeah. oh, and sure they manage it. it. Yeah, yeah. And I think because I, he didn't do a Shatner impression. Yes. Yeah. That's why he. That's yeah. why it works. He doesn't do a Shatner impression, but he gets across the character in the same way that he Shatner only does did. a Shatner impression kind of at the end. Yeah. And I think it's great. And in the Kobayashi Maru sequence, a little bit. Right. Sure. But um. But I mean, I. So Pine, by the way, Pine does a good job, but Quinto does oh. the best job uh, in the movie. By the way, yeah. having having done some skydiving thing, no way he would see Sulu. <laughs> no way he would be able. His eyes were there. no. He you couldn't keep your eyes open. Oh you gotta, yeah, you gotta yeah, have sure. goggles. The on wind when you in do your it. face right there. Yeah. Well, it's a movie, you know. Ping. Yeah, that's great. When the parachute comes up, that's very good. So it's, it's very cool. much so writing. It's like since oh, we're shit. coming up so on it here, we haven't transported yet in this movie, and we're halfway through a Star Trek movie, and there's been no transport. What's funny? I want to. I want. I want to suck this out into the real world for a second. Uh, no, I us. like this world I'm in. I like him. I thought you I like, hated this. I like his whole thing. He's so he's so young and excited. He just runs runs around screaming, "I can do this! I can do this!" I love that. He actually wants to take the same this young man to the engineer. I don't know. Maybe maybe because uh, because I'm not familiar with the it's old funny. ones and with the old Chekhov, but I like this Chekhov. This whole Vulcan well, this, is this, basically um it's basically modeled after Vasquez Rocks. He definitely Rocks. looks nothing well, like the original Chekhov. I'll give you that. Okay, well, yeah, the joke here is the fact that Chekhov is his boy genius because the really the joke in the original Star Trek is that Chekhov is an idiot because in the original series Chekhov didn't come on in, into the cast until the second season. When people were like, oh, well, you know, this is a harmonious future world, but coincidentally, you don't have any Russians in there, considering it's the Cold War it's and the all. It's ti- the times. So, yeah. yeah so, Roddenberry was like, okay, we'll put a Russian in there, you know and then we'll, we'll make him an idiot. No, that was a funny else. thing. That- okay, go ahead. Uh, uh, I just, I just want to ask, ask a straight-up nerd question right now, because I don't know the answer. Do it, brother. Should they, because they were falling probably the terminal hit, velocity the speed by have been that going point. into them? Should they, have, should they have carried that terminal velocity through through the transporter? Technobabble, technobabble, the transporter can compensate for it. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Exactly what okay. he just said. What's funny? That's is all that I wanted to know. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. The uh, Vasquez Rocks area is what this whole look is modeled after. The rear yes, sp- that's pointy true. rocks. None of these, as Ryan says, are specifically Vasquez Rocks. Although that's that, that's that, it, that, but that, it's scaled that, up. 
Well, it looks like it's flipped. To, whatever. Anyway, it, there's differences. Whatever. But that's the it's kind ILM. Of, it's a shit ton of photographs of Vasquez rocks mapped onto crazy procedurally generated. But if you went to the Vasquez if you went to the actual rocks. park, in fact, you can go to the Den and Front forums and look at a creation, see the Vasquez flyer video that Brian and Matt and I did, uh, and you can see what we're talking about. But what's interesting is that I have a picture on my phone. Whenever Ryan calls me, I have this picture <laughs> pop up that we took of him one time we went out to Vasquez rocks, and he's like, dude, dude, dude. Take a picture of me real fast. And he goes over to a rock and he goes like, and he poses. And then he goes home and he does some particular shit. And he sends like, he puts like this picture on his Twitter of him with like the beaming thing right in front of Vasquez. Yeah, I made a picture Which, of so now, transporting So now Facebook. whenever he you calls still have me. to do for me, Ryan. I'll I do need that, that for you. Actually, he doesn't you because when you call me, there's a picture of two naked girls in a bathtub for some reason. Okay. Does the, wow. does the transport. Okay. real though. Does the, the updated transporter effect. Let's talk about that. Bother effect. anyone. Yeah. Let's talk about that. It did. Uh, I'm I okay with it. It bothered me the first time I saw it because I'm like, dude, that is cheesy. But then I was like, oh, wait, it's the 60s again. And it's kind of cool, actually. And I got used to it. Now I, <laughs> it was I an accident. It. <laughs> I just showed Brian the picture here. I was going through. I yeah. thought you were making a joke, but you're serious. Yeah. Was, that's actually a picture of two I, naked I, girls. I turned it off. Don't look at it again. Okay, whatever. Um, yeah, I was the same way. There's <laughs> it was a, an accident. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of visual. Um, a lot of in the production design of this movie seems very Galaxy Quest to me. And the bridge is the perfect example of yeah, that. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. Well, listen, doesn't that make sense? Galaxy Quest was the weird modern sort of like, hey, let's take Star Trek as our direct parody. No, Galaxy and Quest is a parody of Star Trek. And as a parody, I love Galaxy Quest. But it's it, great but as to, a parody. But, but a as s- straight, as as this world straight, it doesn't work. But in a sense, in a sense, you know, parody, it's like, you know, the, the best lie is 80% truth or whatever. I think it's like a sat parody. So, so isn't it, so isn't it, doesn't it make sense that the the best way to kind of make the joke about about this real world Star Trek is to make it as realistic and cool and and updated as possible? And so obviously this, this one's shot going is to look amazing. Like yeah. ILM, let's have, ILM is really good. Let's at all this. have a moment of silence for Vulcan and ILM's work on that shot because uh, that was fantastic. Go ahead and yeah. pause the pause it and have your. By the way, I mean, actually, though, <laughs> what, whatever like, else you want to, no, we're still going. Ooh, what, star dates. Whatever else you want to talk shit about this story. A lot, a lot of props to the storytellers for having the balls to wipe out to destroy Vulcan. Vulcan. Yeah, that's, that's like blowing up Chicago in right. any in any story. In any well, story they're really embracing. Like, listen, if we're going to change history, let's do it. Yeah, and, and and in that yeah. regard, and l- at least in this specific instance, mm-hmm. all the all well, the yeah. props and, had, and now, had the prequels now, had the prequels worked when they did that for fucking A New Hope or Alderaan, it would have felt the same way. Right. Exactly. Well, because well, now because now it becomes a thing. If uh, presuming they do, they make this a a continuing new franchise. Yeah. As presumably they will. Mm-hmm. Now it becomes a thing where Spock is one of the last of his kind. Yeah, where it wasn't a, that wasn't a thing before. So they right. have a whole new thing to do with his character. But now, if this were if this were done right, that would have been like the killing wash moment in Serenity. It's mm-hmm. like okay, you oh, just spoiler by the way. Well, <laughs> sure. It's, oh, I mean, it's it's similar in the sense that holy shit, you've just blown up Vulcan. And, you could do anything now. The fact that now that you've proven that you could do this. That's true. But they don't really follow I thought up you, on it. I thought you were going to go the alternate way about it being not uh, – aside from, from Spock and having an emo- – and, and particularly for the fans having an emotional engagement with Spock and Vulcan and all that stuff. Like for, for a new person coming in, there's not a lot of emotional impact in losing Vulcan. Mm-hmm. And, but I was going to say it's almost the same thing with Alderaan. And that, that is, again, a, a missed opportunity in the prequels right. that you, that you could have – It's kind of like the opposite, the, the, the complementary of it. Yeah. It's like the prequels uh, messed up the setup. And Star Trek messed up this payoff. Sure, sure, a little bit. If that yeah. makes sense because uh, it's played off so well here. I played off, not paid off. It, right in this scene, it, it works so well. It's yeah. so it's like holy shit, dude! They just fucking destroyed that planet. Oh, and I love black chicks with black finger polish. 
And by the way, she, she's, we don't get, you don't get any prettier. I'm going to ignore, ignore what you just said and say that she has a great performance. In she this is thing. she is great. I like her. She I like her in this. I like her in Avatar. I think she did great with that. I I I really hope we see more of Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. so will. she's you will. she's like Brad Pitt. She's, you, you she's weirdly will pretty on and my weirdly desktop good. wallpaper. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I know. Actually, when you call, it's a picture. Never mind. The, uh, <laughs> but she, like, she, it's like Brad Pitt, where we talk about in Seven, where he's like, oh, it sucks that he's so good because he's so fucking hot. <laughs> it's like, I want to just hate him, <laughs> and I can't because he's that good. Zoe Saldana has done a lot. Like, Sam Worthington is the perfect foil for Zoe Saldana <laughs> because Sam Worthington's been in a lot of fucking shit real recently. And every time I'm like, I don't know why you're famous. But again, going back to what you were saying about this captain, yeah, this, sure. even, even more, because I haven't watched a lot of the original series or whatever, uh-huh. but even more, like... He's not even well established. He's been in this movie. I've seen it once, but even he is like, it, he's what I think of with leadership. Like exactly. I want to be like him. Yeah, he's a role model. I want, this guy I want right him here. to be my. He's commander. the iconic yeah. Federation commander. You know, captain yeah. leading from in front. Yeah, yeah. He's he's the guy who will be like he's he's in the room where, where he's being tortured and he's like fuck you. <laughs> like I love those kind yeah. of name guys. rank serial number. Yeah, that exactly. kind of guy. Yeah. My favorite moment of that speaking of Firefly is when Captain that. Mal is trying to keep Wash yeah, sane while they're torturing both of them. Yeah, that's that's another one where it's like that's God, that's, that's such a cool thing to, for a guy to do. Yeah, that's that's the that's the in Firefly. That's the episode where you're like, if you were on the fence about Mal, you're like, I love him. Go watch right. more. Go best. watch War Stories. It's a great episode. Yeah. Okay, so now we, we get the scene where Nero explains his motivation, but it doesn't really add up. I totally, you, really, I, you know, I, I it doesn't. I agree with you. This whole part of the movie is sort of the weak link for me. <laughs> I agree. The movie to the itself is the that weak we link had for you. the fifteen I, discussion <laughs> minute discussion earlier. Well, it, it uh, there's evidence though for it. In, if you watch the behind the scenes, it while they were shooting, uh, Abrams was like, I don't, I don't know. So we're just going to do every take with. Everything that uh, Eric Bana does, we're going to do five different takes, and yeah. I want you to do it five absolutely different ways, and we'll figure it what out. Do you think, the story what do you think of perform- him? What do you think of Eric Bana? I think he's cool. He, he he's a very good actor, and he does the best he can yeah, with I the material he's given. Well, isn't there something? The, the sad the- thing is that's something you can say about pretty much every movie he's been in. I think almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Well, thinking about it, there's something to be said though because wasn't part of the the pre talk for this movie that. Uh, Roberto and Orchi, or is that no Orchi and Kurtzman? Yeah, Orchie. Uh, Roberto Orchi. By the way, I'm, I'm sorry, I gotta bust in. This is again another like tiny, like a small reference, but it's changed without really a reason for being changed. This I don't care. That freaks me out. This is ob- this, well. This is a reference to Star Trek Two with the the brain worms that control your mind. Oh, that sucks. They go in your ear, right? They, but they go in your ear in, in Wrath of Khan. Like there's animals. no real reason to change that those details Wasn't, to make it a new thing. There's something know. being talked about before get, the movie. Well, came I would out? I would oh. almost assume it was because of our advancements in science. You know, there's the old urban legend about the earwig in the ear and it lays eggs in your brain or whatever. And now we're like, yeah, that won't happen. So they're like, well, if you put it in his body, it releases a toxin that gets into his bloodstream. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. So I would guess that was the reason they made that change. Modernization. Maybe. I don't yeah, know. modernization of the science, quote unquote. Really? Well, wasn't yeah. there a whole talk about before the movie started? There was um, only like one or two or three drafts done before the strike hit, and they couldn't keep working on the script. Wasn't that a thing? That I, I yeah. will. I will give this movie some amount of leeway in the fact that 
Yeah, they, they now of, you that's will. What, my, my, <laughs> no. The reason I bring that up, the reason I bring that up, is because of how they had to handle what was a poorly written character in near. By the Nero. way, this line yeah, right yeah, here, yeah. say it several times, and we'll get it in edited. Can okay. I just say that line right there? Once you've eliminated the Im- improbable, et cetera, et cetera, or the impossible, whatever remains, I mean, however improbable, no, must, must be, be the, the truth. truth. That's Sherlock Holmes, which that's not okay. a real scientist or anything. That's Sherlock Holmes. No, no, no. no. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Hang on, hang on. He's done a lot of reading. He's Fox. That and that's kind of bullshit. No, no, no. Let me just say it. Hang on. That line is. A reference to Star Trek VI, where there are several lines that Spock says, which are kind of jokes, because early in the movie Star Trek VI, uh, Spock says, you know, there's an old Vulcan proverb, only Nixon could go to China, which is obviously a joke, mm-hmm. oh, right. because obviously Nixon is a human president, blah, blah, blah. Very but later on in Star Trek VI, Spock says the same thing. There's an old Vulcan proverb, or whatever the setup is. Whatever you are, uh, when you eliminate the impossible, whatever remains, however improbable, must be the truth, which is, yes, a... Uh, uh, Arthur Conan Doyle line, yeah. uh, but it's it's basically a joke it's on the kind part of bad of, logic though. It is it's terrible logic because it assumes a false dichotomy it, ultimately. It, true, but, right? But it is good it, terminology. It's go, a joke on the part blog, of. Man. To be fair, he said that earlier. But go it's, oh, it's yeah. a it's a joke Both on the, of you guys win. It's a joke on uh, Nicholas Meyer's part, the writer director of uh, Star Trek VI, uh, because he's a huge Sherlock Holmes guy, and he actually directed uh, this. Was it the Thirty-eight percent solution. That famous Sherlock Holmes story, where, like, he's a was it seven percent solution, where uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes is addicted to opium and Freud has to cure him hmm. of his addiction. That's like a famous Sherlock Holmes story. And I'm it's, giving him a cigar. It was Nick's, uh, It was Nicholas Meyer's uh, story, and Nicholas Meyer's the same guy that directed Star Trek two and six. I like the way Ryan put this earlier. Uh, articulate your differences at the end of the sentence. Lens flares. I don't mind. I I, I would I would hate to see them in everything. Like fucking bullet oh, time. I love that. But it's I not, do like them in this movie. I love the fact that that is not even explained. Like that is he so... He pitches him and he just goes... That is so cultural. So in, in, yeah. indelible yeah. to the culture that you know what happened no matter who okay. you are. Because even okay. if you don't... All right. Bro, let Brian uh, go on this because he totally okay, raped my like, brain when pre- he told me this earlier. Presumably... <laughs> Brian, we're tapping you in. Go! Presumably, Starfleet is a real organization somewhat similar to our military with real protocols and procedures... And in any organization like that, just dumping a guy out an airlock with an escape pod <laughs> is no, no. You have a break for that, no, no. But then beyond yeah. that, he he ejects him and he lands on a planet Delta Vega, quote unquote. Apparently, as they say in the, in the script, which in the original, okay, it's another one of those small little like we're going to reference something in the original series to make the fans happy. But it's not quite accurate. But it's not the same. It's just a reference as it is. to it. It's just a. It's just we're going right. to pull a name they at random. The same name. They didn't. They're yeah, going to sure, use yeah, the same exactly. name, but it's not the same thing. And so apparently, this planet Delta Vega. I want to Photoshop walkers into that picture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this so the footprint in the snow. This random planet Delta Vega is basically a moon of Vulcan, as we will see in a. Uh, a, a you can spec clearly see Vulcan on. from it. You can see Vulcan from the standpoint well, that except you, here's the, here's the thing. You can, <laughs> no, let him let him finish. Let him yeah, finish yeah. You, before you, before we go. You ahead. you can see Vulcan as you can see Vulcan from the same perspective that you would see Earth if we were on our moon. Sure, right? You would have to be that close for Vulcan to look like that, and so for it to look like that, it would have to be a moon, not a planet, even in the same system, let alone a planet in an entirely different solar system. Makes no sense. Then he climbs out. He walks around in the. In the, on the surface, whatever, it gets chased by whatever, blah, 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 happens to run into the cave that just so happens to have Spock from the original continuity that Nero just so happened to put Strand on this planet. Like, what was Nero yeah. thinking putting him on this 
essentially moon around this founding member of that's, the Federation. Well, he that's, says he wants him to see Vulcan destroyed. Right. But that's that no. that is that is a lot of that is a lot of coincidence to I, have I, to swallow. I do agree. It a is. horrible, a horrible, unacceptable amount This creature scares the shit out of I me. I will tell you, though, that they did have a part that they cut out where they actually acknowledged that. They, ah. tried, they tried. They shot a version where they hung a lantern on it. Ah. And, they, and, they, and they acknowledge all the coincidence and say – And basically just sort of shrug and go, well, maybe it's kind of fate. Yeah, is uh, this a red? Is, I'm is okay this with a them cutting it. red painted version of the Cloverfield monster? Kind of there, the Cloverfield <laughs> monster. You can from, see from what I heard. From this. what I heard, uh, JJ's idea for this monster was: I don't care what it looks like. I just want it to feel like it's all mouth. Okay, and it, and it is fucking creepy. Sure. <laughs> it's a scary fucking thing. Yeah, I, it's I, interesting. I, I can buy that. I can buy that. Like, well, it's. I can buy them like. Uh, setting up the story and going, well, we need to justify this somehow. I don't buy that it's just fate right, justification. Right. But, but like, I do sympathize with the whole fact that it's the writer's strike and they just didn't have a time to, to deal with it. But, do, you, but, do you think but that, that there's a chance that, that there was a part of this where the logic on the bridge, although it was never said to us, is that we know there's an outpost down there to send them to that yes, planet? Yes, of course. That's, that's, I think that's assumed. Okay, because I can I can buy that. In Spock, of, I don't really buy. I can buy I can buy that, but still, it's, like, it's supposed to be this outpost in the middle of nowhere but it's within spitting distance of right. this founding member. Mount's right. true. Founding it would world. be a huge one because it'd be like the Vulcan moon outpost. You wouldn't need like, a listening you know. post because you'd be on Vulcan right you can, there. You can see in this shot, even this movie, I, I, I mentioned it in the Transformers one, but look at that. There's Cyan a, and orange. Those are the colors. There's yeah. a, That's the color palette of this movie, well, too. Brian, Every would you compare this moment to Yoda yeah. with a lightsaber for the first night? No. What? No. Well, I don't know I, I, we, where we you're going that, with that. We referenced well, that in the, Phantom, yeah, in the Phantom know, Menace where it's saying. like, they wrote the scene with Yoda and the lightsaber so that the first night people would go, oh my fucking God, it's Yoda oh, and okay. the lightsaber. In, in first night reaction? Yeah. It definitely yeah, has yeah. a first night impact built into it. But yeah. like, like, you see his back for a while, and he the, takes a while to turn around. And, and the, that is, line right you know. there, I have been and always shall be your friends, is a reference to Star Trek Now, I feel like that was a stretch of a line. That wasn't quite appropriate. It doesn't It doesn't fit. Yeah. Entirely That's one of the ones that I was like, come on. But I love. Okay, the, I'll give you I love one. this right here. But you know Bullshit. what? <laughs> you know what? Seeing Leonard Nimoy as Spock turn around in the frame, I don't fucking care. I'll give it to you. Yeah. Well, I like if the you part, can get him in here, there. Here's the thing. Do it. When, yeah, exactly. when when Leonard Nimoy turns around, I go, "Oh shit!" They put him in here as a, as a fucking reference. I'm like, "Oh fuck!" He's playing some character, and goddamn, this is gonna suck. And then he's like, "I'm Spock." I'm like, "Oh wait, what?" I do, and I then I'm I, totally I, with I, I knew he was in this movie as Spock, and that was always what, Okay, like, so you I knew beforehand. I didn't. So I didn't even know Nimoy was going to be here. I tried to avoid you it. You spoiler-free for real? No, I, I just hadn't heard that. I like. I really like this scene, by the way, and it, it, it indicates, number one, um, overall the arc is about Kirk becoming captain. And it is a very interesting – in that sense, it's a very interesting story because he is presented with a lot of – uh, <laughs> obstacles sure, yeah, yeah. that he has to overcome, and he overcomes them in convincing ways. It's never a point where you feel like he had to do this because he had to become captain. So it's like that that much of it is earned, yeah, and I think yeah. that's the main part of this movie. Um, and yeah. I forget what else I was like going I to said, say. Like I said, I mean, the point of the movie is, is kind of bringing everyone together, yeah. and mainly right, him right, as captain. Right, we'll so. get to... I want to talk about that a little but, more later. Oh, but oh, by oh, the, the way... The other thing is that it's not... 
this is a brilliantly done thing because it's not an as you know sequence because both of them are confused because the past yes. that Spock is talking about does not exist and what's going on with with Kirk's world is different than what Spock understands so they are even though they're established characters they're explaining things to each other that are not established according mm-hmm. to the according to the comic books tie-ins that we talked about earlier by the way this ship was built by Jordy LaForge oh, unnecessary knowledge anyway why would he I thought this was supposed to be like 200 years in the future yeah but he's old Spock is old so this is okay. old Spock. Remember, Vulcans live longer than humans. Yeah. Oh. And they prosper more, too. So this, all this, 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 this uh, Romulus being destroyed wouldn't have been too much long after Next Generation Romulus times. being destroyed is in the Next Generation oh, era. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, all right. I forgot what I was going to say now. I can buy But that. anyway, now we're into the red matter, which we've already talked which about. Which, again, one drop can stop a supernova, well, the, I, so I why the, is there that much of it? I think it's... I think it's, <laughs> it's they're trying to make two it, yeah. statements. One, it's extremely potent, and two, they plan to destroy a lot of fucking planets. Like, there's a lot of planets in the no, universe. Yeah. No. But, but, they but I guess not the Vulcans, though. Yeah, not the Vulcans. The Vulcans yeah, okay. are the ones who mined it. So why did they mine that much if they weren't intending to weaponize it? Because basically they built this whole ship and everything just to, to kill this one sun. Yeah. Maybe, they yeah. Wanted to get, maybe they wanted to get it all out of the planet before someone else, like, fucking blew it up. I could, I could almost give it that, to be honest. Well, it... Well, you can't... You, you could extrapolate a lot of stories to explain. You, you, can't, yeah. start, you can't start, though, because they don't even... It, they don't make any attempt whatsoever to explain what red matter is or where it comes from or anything. And it's like, it, again, if you're telling that story, that's fine. But you're talking about uh, the same franchise in which Star Trek II was all about, we have this weapon, we have this technology that can terraform a planet instantly, and what are the ramifications of that? Right. So that's the story you told in the same franchise. So what... What then in this other episode of this franchise are you telling with this material? They don't There's, explore the ramifications at all. Exactly. Yeah. Because because if you really look at it, the ramifications of red matter compared to the Genesis device in Star Trek II, red matter is infinitely more powerful and the, than the Genesis device. And the Genesis device in Star Trek II was really? a huge fucking deal. I have, I have Dude, a question. Genesis is like crazy, man. And red matter is way, way more crazy red matter, than that. Red matter is basically a black There's hole that, that you can, you know. The, All right, that's now, the shot we were talking about. Now, right. Brian, I have a question. Delta Vegas should not be that close. Let well, me ask you this. Let's, let's say I'm talking to you in 10 years and they've been four more of these. Do you think this is just a bad movie? Or do you think this is a franchise wrecking movie? If you, think you say could, it's a bad movie, I'll punch you. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Well, I, well, to, to I, Brian's experience, not that it's like, it, it, do you consider this to be, you can't recover from this shit, or do you, do you consider it just, this is not a very good Star Trek movie? Uh, like I said earlier, I, I do give them leeway. I know that they wanted to do more drafts, and they couldn't because of the writer's strike, and they had to start shooting a script that they didn't want to start shooting with, and that's that's fine. I give them some leeway with that. So really, the true test of it come, will come with Star Trek Twelve, which, by the way, there's a joke in The Simpsons in like the early '90s where they see a promo for Star Trek Twelve, right? And then they're all fat. And yeah, they're all fat it. and old. <laughs> and like uh, Kirk's log is like so very tired, so very tired. And it's like the fact that we're now actually at literally Star at Star Trek, Trek 12, 12 is, sure. is amazing. Mm-hmm. But really, the true test will be Star Trek 12 when they don't have the writer's strike as an impediment to see what kind you of story they You know what? You keep invoking that as like, oh, well, this is probably why they didn't finish their script. You know, quotation fingers I in the hope. air. This, I hope. This, I think, feels like a refined script as far as no. today's standards it's go. It's relatively no. refined. And, and to be fair, I mean, we, we brought up Transformers and Transformers 2. Same guys. Same guys. Bam. That wrote those. So to be clearly, fair, clearly there are some different circumstances. Yes, at work. yes, there are clearly some different circumstances. But I mean, they they wrote it better, even with the writer strike. It, it, 
Fuck you know, yeah, to invoke. Man. They wrote a much better script for this one than for. But there were a lot of times I remember during the strike reading blogs and stuff so. like that. I don't think so. I think shit happens as randomly and without reason and without cause and justification. But there's an arc and a character script. development going on here that we don't. I have disagree in completely, man. I don't think it's as bad as Transformers Two, right. only because Transformers Two is so beyond the pale. <laughs> it's like you have to set out to do that. Tell me a scene in this movie of- that didn't need to be there, besides the first scene that we already acknowledged. Tell, tell me some. Tell me a plot arc that didn't need to be there. Tell me a whole storyline that should have been cut out of this movie. Spock, what should have been Spock and, Spock and O'Hara's uh, uh, relationship? You think so? That's like two shots. No, I think I think their relationship, like like if the story, as a, as if, the story is, if the story is about the uh, the crew coming together and Kirk becoming captain, completely unnecessary. As a non fan, I, I agree with that, but I, uh, I don't. Th- well, not an anti fan, but just a non fan. Um, I I do know that that's that's a new thing in this in this chronology. It doesn't get in the way of anything, so why not be like, oh yeah, this is you know butterfly effect, and there's some weird shit going on, and you didn't expect it, but now there's a love interest. It's not it. it's not actually entirely new. There are a couple episodes in the original series. It's where kind of referenced. Okay, quietly, it, it's right? like okay. it's like subtext. In, in a tra- yeah, it's a subtext. It's subtext yeah, in right. a couple of episodes in the original series. Spock and Ohura have this weird but little thing. Going, it did or Ohura Ohura has this thing for Spock that's never reciprocated. Right. And Spock yes. doesn't get it in yeah, like an right. Egon way, kind of just. Ignoring it, I don't, either that or just he's like I'm just you know, I'm, a Vulcan. I'm a Vulcan. I'm a Vulcan. I don't what care. Do I'm a Vulcan. Yeah, exactly. It's but not logical to my penis. To me, to me, it was. <laughs> hey, look, it was, it's another Orchie movie with Deep Roy in it. To me, to me, it was a bit of an extension because already Spock is way more emotional than I've ever seen him before, yeah. and then it's also he has a relationship with Uhura, and to me that was like when when they started kissing, I was like, wait, I don't understand what I'm seeing. Which I mean. Okay, I'm gonna which just, I'm kind of okay with now. But I'm just gonna put go, go fast. We're about well, to get Simon Pig. I'm just gonna put this out there as as a kid, Spock, and really continues to be. By the way, that's a tribble in that cage. Yes, you yes, can it hear is. it, too. and you can see hear it, it, and you can see it right there, there it in that shot. Uh, yep. Spock is, and really in a lot of ways, continues to be a role model. I'm just gonna put that out there. Anyway, sure. sure. Anyway, but even even past that, on a level besides that, as a character, I think Spock is one of the most compelling characters you can have because you have this. Infinite repression. There's automatic conflict within his character. This incredibly deep emotion and you know powerful emotion that is uh, that is subsumed and repressed, which makes a very very compelling. I think that's I think that's something that that non fans don't necessarily appreciate because they know Spock is logical and et cetera et cetera. They don't appreciate the fact that it's a suppression. There, right? It's a suppression of the emotion. I didn't know that either. Well, but they did kind of they did talk about that at the beginning, and you can tell from most in the the beginning of this one. But I'm saying in general, okay, it wasn't part of the just the cultural consciousness of Spock. Mm -hmm. You don't think of it in those terms. You don't think of it as a struggle. You just think of him as he's. I agree with you. The non fan yeah. thinks of the Vulcan, they think of, oh, no emotions, perfectly yes, logical. That's right. That's they don't right. think about the deeper history, of, they don't think yeah. about the deeper truth of has really powerful emotions but suppresses them because the emotions are too well, powerful. Yeah, maybe you're, I guess then actually you're talking specifically about me because be- <laughs> before this movie, that's how I thought of Vulcans. And, and this well, movie to me was the me first too, one yeah. that really, like, brought out the the conflict in a Vulcan. Which I wasn't really once, once you that. know that makes Spock specifically and Vulcans in general very, very compelling characters. Right. Mm-hmm. Incredibly compelling characters. I and by the way they, they do it they okay. do capitalize it somewhat in this movie, but not as much as I think they could have. What's Scotty's first name? Montgomery. 
All right, cool. Montgomery. Montgomery. What's funny is that I was... love him. He is he's probably he's awesome. my favorite yeah. character in this movie. By the because way, it's Simon I guess they Pei. had like a Scottish second AD <laughs> oh, yeah. who was always there, like chin checking his accent, and the whole time he was like, oh, "No, he got that right." No, apparent. No, apparently he got he his accent is a little weird. If you're if you're Scottish, it it is slightly weird. Well, James Doohan, who played Scotty originally, he had a uh, terrible accent. and passed away a few years ago, um, is not Scottish right. in any in, in any way. Uh, but when they were casting, he's the original doing Star better Trek. than that at least. <laughs> well, when they, when they cast the original Star Trek, uh, Roddenberry was like, "Oh, I want somebody that's not American." And James Doohan was like, "Well," and James Doohan could do a number of different <laughs> he was accents. Like, uh, no, Scottish? No, 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 no. James Doohan could do a number of different accents. He's like, "Well, I could do this. I could do that." And they tried a bunch of d- different things. Mm-hmm. And Roddenberry was like, "Let's do the Scottish. I like the Scottish." And that that's how Boom. Montgomery Scott became. Uh, Montgomery Scott. Came, came, came Another Montgomery thing Scott, about yeah. this is that I was watching the behind the scenes and I realized I love that this is this is uh, I feel like this is a reference and I have seen Star Trek Four. I feel like this is a reference in a way to Star Trek Four. It is in it is. in a sense of you know they oh how do we know he didn't invent the thing and Scotty is the one who justifies it then so now Scotty's the one who's right, getting right. the future technology right. right. Uh, <laughs> another interesting thing uh, James Doohan who played Scotty originally uh, actually fought at D Day. Was wow. at Normandy, really? Not, yeah, Normandy, not because he was Scottish, so he wasn't on. <laughs> U- he wasn't. No, he wasn't on U- Omaha Beach. Uh, he was on whatever the British beach was. I think sword or gold. But he lost uh, one of his middle fingers uh, on at D Day. Was this before Star Trek? Before Star Trek. So if no, you watch, D Day was long after he has a Star rubber Trek. <laughs> no, they they shot around it very carefully. Really, but there are a couple instances, and I don't remember specifically which. But if you watch the original series. A couple times you can see the fact. Is it that like a nub, or is it like be, it's not even there? It's just not there. You'd be surprised wow. in uh, um, uh, Power Rangers, people of, of our generation. <laughs> wow, um, no, I can't wait to listen, see how this. Ends. No, listen, okay. um, the the Black Ranger who was also black. I can't remember his name because I've had a lot of wine. And That's racist. Um, um, By the, the way, the college actor, humor Zarban is a racist. Look that up right now. It's hilarious. The actor, the actor um, who who plays the Black Ranger, <laughs> not you, Zarban. <laughs> Power Rangers Zarban. The, Zor- the, Zor- Zordon. 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 You son of a bitch. Sorry. Yeah. Don't do Sorry. that to Zarban. Sorry, Zarban. I mean, Zordon is a racist. Google that. It's I was going to say, I'm like, college humor knows about Zarban? That's <laughs> fucking crazy. Good for him. I saw Zarban um, on the Power Rangers. Yeah. Anyway, the Black Ranger, whatever <gasps> his name was, he's missing his, he's missing his uh, index finger. And he really? has been the whole time. You Are just you don't saying see that he's Scotty? That. Because they they shoot around it. They shoot. They just you just don't look at it. Quite frankly, I I went on a date with a guy who was missing his thumb, and I didn't I didn't notice wow, until really? he fucking pointed on, on it his, out. On his dominant hand or his non-dominant hand? I, I don't remember quite honestly, but he was oh, missing a thumb. Wow, and, I, and I didn't even notice it. I mean, it's not like he was it must have been. I hate this. I'm assuming it's a point in your hand, so it should have been the other hand. Well, I yeah. think they should digitally remove a Simon Pegg's finger for the. I hate this. Out of a sense. All right, why do you why do you hate this, Brian? This is slapsticky. It's it is slapstick. I think awful. it is this a is, weird little sequence that but, is not. This is Transformers favorite. Two humor, but and I don't want Transformers I, Two humor in my Star Trek. I could okay. agree with you to an extent, but, but we get the, it's we, not we get the "Can I have a towel?" line, so it's worth it. Can I it have is. a towel? No. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay, but, okay. It's totally worth it. Again, going back to the whole like, presumably these you know real engineers are designing this but, real system for a real purpose. You don't manufacture into a system 90 degree turns in pipes for no reason we we it doesn't happen we skipped over it do you feel the same way because i kind of do i feel about it more than than this sequence what do you think about the sequence where where half of kirk is just bloated and disgusting early on when he because because what's his I, name i feel he the gave same him way. the injection he gave him the sense. injection it's, and made him swell up yeah i feel it's, the it's same very way. broad yeah it's it's yeah, yeah it's kind of slapsticky I don't like it. I could have done without that too. The the, the swollen hands. I really yeah. could have done yeah. without it. To yeah, be I agree. So 
and I, I mentioned it in passing, but we we blew over it otherwise. But those actions, the actions that McCoy as a character took just then, should have gotten him court martialed, <laughs> and we blew past it. Just giving him a bunch of injections <laughs> to, to smuggle him aboard him a ship. ship. That uh, makes no know. sense. So why didn't you like Chekhov? Uh, we'll just check that off again. He, again, he's oh wow! You've been holding on to that one, and, and that, that one, one. No, that one was brand new. He's been okay. working on that for an hour. Oh, I have <laughs> this. That was Sulu not as, I did though. This shot specifically is the most Hi, like Budweiser, this most Budweiser doing? shot in the world. Yeah, uh, I don't like. Check- I don't know what a beer factory looks like, so I just look at that and go cool. For the same reason, I watch RVD and don't go tortilla factory. It's like <laughs> it's just cool. I don't give a shit. Anyway. Too. It just doesn't anyway. look like a spaceship. Is the point? Yeah. Is there? Is there any? Can I ask? Chekhov. You? Chekhov is also very slapstick. Okay. Nerd question again. Would they hold it differently than a gun if it was a phaser? Would they treat okay. it differently? They, they actually. The thing with phasers is, in at least starting by Next Generation, in the original series, Roddenberry was there were guns. Roddenberry wasn't in the Next Generation. Roddenberry had this like peace, love, and happiness kind right. of mentality, right? Which didn't exist so much in the original series, but by the Next Generation, he did. So by Next Generation, he wanted. He was like, okay, they have to have guns. They have to have phasers like we already established. But I don't want them to look like guns, which is why they look like uh-huh. uh, dustbusters <laughs> in, in Next Generation. <laughs> uh, so, uh, coming up is the best. This is the best line in the movie. Ryan, Ryan just pulled out one of my favorite books Hi, of everyone. all time. I have the Star Trek The Next Generation technical manual. Oh, my God. Uh, reboot. It's uh-huh. a reboot. This doesn't count. No, yeah. it's the same continuity. <laughs> Yeah, in the original no, trilogy, the, the they, next generation hasn't arrived yet. They will change it, everything. It's connected to the the same continuity. That's my problem. If they had just rebooted, if they had quote unquote reimagined, I would be much much more so fine Michael, with this. So Michael, this than is I am. a this is a uh, that is a phaser. phaser. It looks from, like a remote control. Sure. Yeah, exactly. It's a lo- It's basically a straight thing instead of a pistol. Yeah, like in the original ones. Which obviously they're rebooting the original, so they made them pistols again, which is sure totally cool. But that's why you might not have been familiar with the gun uh-huh. shape. You know? Okay, fair enough. i got to go back to the casting. This, I really like everybody in this movie, and I think Zachary Quinto does a, just a stupid good job. Yeah. I, buy, I, don't know about, I don't know who fucking Leonard Nimoy is, but I really buy his character, and I like his, everything about him. I think, I think that, um, that and scene I don't, there... And I've never seen Heroes either, so I don't even know this guy. He's that's, just cool. That scene there, I almost feel... I don't know. There was something a little too on the nose for it in terms of how... How Kirk Specifically was going Kirk at there. Spock. How yeah. Kirk, yeah, how Kirk was getting to under his skin like that. I feel like Spock would have seen through that a little right, bit. Right, yeah, like, that's how, the thing. Yeah, you're going yeah. right as, from my buttons. As a body. Vulcan, you're very, very smart. You go, I see what you're doing. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, I think yeah. I, th- I feel like it Spock wouldn't have worked so that. well. Basically. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, sure. you know, presumably, if you're mm-hmm. as smart as a Vulcan is, you would be able to tell when you're being manipulated, and it would cease to have that effect on you. Right. Well, you know, but at the same time, he's a human. This is a very direct, fast way to get to work on me. Yeah, yeah. As I, I no no disparagement against this guy, whoever plays Spock's <laughs> father. No disparagement against that dude. I the, this guy, bothered, whoever he is, but I don't have a problem with those people. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody compares. Nobody compares to Mark Leonard as uh, Sarek, Spock's father. Mm. Watch, um, uh, watch Star Trek Four, uh, where he first shows up as Spock's father. He shows up in the original series. As an entirely different character, the first episode we ever see the wrong. Right, the actor plays two different characters. Right, the actor first shows up in uh, the Balance of Terror original series episode where we first see the Romulans as a Romulan commander. Uh, does an excellent, excellent job. One of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. 
Then he shows up later in Star Trek Four as Spock's father, and then again in Next Generation as Spock's father again. <laughs> I love so you. Really, this really exciting. Good job. This is exciting. Oh, Simon, Pegg. I like the ship. That's exciting. As soon as, he's going to be really fun in the sequels because he'll have a lot more screen time. He I was the like. he was the guy. He was the guy. As soon as they were like Simon Pegg is Scotty, I'm like, oh, done, there. done. I'm Man, in. I get this. All right, Brian. <laughs> aside from the fact that they change Khan every single two seconds, there he is. He's in the he's in the chair. It's Kirk. How do you feel? <sighs> Maybe no, not great, not great. I don't. Do feel you think great. it hasn't well, earned he's, it? He's Why? not. He's Why? not. Yeah, really he hasn't yet. earned it. He's just sitting in the chair, but he's not the captain. Okay, well, really. okay. Well, here's yeah. the thing. And uh, if you go to our boards, uh, Jeffrey Harrell and other guys on our boards has explained this down in front actually, of net slash forum has actually explained this in much more articulate detail than I will be able to manage the moment. But essentially, the, the point is that this entire movie exists to get all these characters together in the positions that we know they're supposed to be in. Yes. And the justifications don't really play out the way they would play out if it were real. Uh, So it's like, okay, well, Kirk ends up in the big chair because we know he's Kirk and he has to end up in the big chair. But if you look at the sequence of events... It doesn't actually add up. I don't know. He end up, how did he end up second in command under Spock? Because. How did that happen? I missed uh, it. Bruce Greenwood, uh, Pike. He appointed him right as he left because he's, you know, because presumably Pike, he like saw right. it in Kirk and he was like, dude, you're first officer in Spock. Presumably. But he would have because he just, Kirk just saved everyone's ass. Remember? But, he said, guys, it's a fucking trap. Uh-huh. Akbar lol. <sighs> but no. It, okay. So the sequence of events in this movie exists as such. <laughs> Pike goes, okay, I have to go over the ship because Nero is demanding that it. That was a little unmotivated. Spock, I'm putting you in command, and Kirk, you're second in command. Ignoring the fact that, presumably, if this were a real ship and a real organization, there exists an entire chain of command. Right, you wouldn't put the second, you wouldn't just elect, you'd be like, hey, you're over there, you're second in command. Exactly. Hey, you, yeah. random pedestrian, you're yeah. in command. Exactly. You wouldn't go, hey, random stowaway, Take you're second in command now. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. But that's what yeah you know that's what Captain Pike does, yeah. and so Spock is in command, then Kirk is in command, and then Kirk gets Spock out of command. Kirk I like I I do like this scene because again for for someone who uh, it it really drives the point home for someone who's like oh you know uh, Vulcans are all about logic and blah blah. He's like why did I marry your mother? Because I fucking I loved, loved her. her. Yeah, idiot. Like that's how it works. You know, I, I and I think that was a great. That was a great moment to really communicate what's going on with the Vulcans. Which is if, which, if you missed it before right, in this right. movie. Which is a great situation that's present within within the world. And it's like it's never explained. <laughs> he got his towel. There it is. <laughs> which, by the way, you know, very very uh, Hitchhiker's oh. Guide. He's got his towel. <laughs> Always and, towel. and we're and we're but about anyway. to get to them dropping out of orbit in Titan's atmosphere. Oh, space nerds. No, Star into, Trek the, nerd. into the oh. ring. Into the ring. No, no, into the atmosphere of Titan, which is a moon. Of they Saturn. come out of a ring. No. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. We it, don't have to argue about it for the next twenty minutes. Really? Here's the shot. That was the shot just then, which well, we all, the, yeah, right there. The, yeah. That, if it, which if we it, all saw and we're like, OMG. If it happens that way, then they're wrong. But whatever. Uh, I could be wrong. <laughs> I just thought there was a ring that they were in. Anyway, it's present within the situation of like, well, why would this, uh, why would this Vulcan marry a human female in the first place? And it's like, well, the obvious answer is because he loved her, but. It's never explained as on the nose in in the original continuity mm-hmm. as it is there. Sure. And I don't I don't know if I necessarily mind them explaining it on the nose. It it works. I'd, yeah, it's it, fine. But whatever, it's all good. I uh, like him as Kirk. Now I'm gonna in the background here since they're in front of this view screen, you see all sorts of cool things going by. And we were talking over the past. There's only really about two or three shots where the Enterprise is at warp. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, I want to get your guys' opinions on the, the new. I love. Warp I'm speed. sorry. I love this moment. Where he slaps the, his arm. And this it's it's uh, again one of those nerdy background things that like if you know Star Trek, you know that Vulcans don't like to be touched. <laughs> so just 
the, his reaction sure. there is a very nice, subtle, like, <laughs> yeah, dude, don't even fucking do it. He's, he's like Howie Mandel, really. Yeah. It's like, don't touch me. Seriously, guys, you. warp speed kicks ass, right? Who's with me? Right? Woo! Hands up. Yeah. Oh, Again, not, it's a little too I'm Star out here all alone. Veda's like, yeah. Okay, all right. Mad Veda. Okay, it's a little excellent. too Star Wars for me. There it is. It is I cool. It. I think it's well, cool. It looks like Yeah, but we know space. you think it's cool because you changed your Mac desktop with that sort of warpy look already to just That's have an true. Enterprise in it. That is true. I did do that. <laughs> which is which is nice. Okay. So oh, okay. he's right. Look at that. Wait, that's no, no, that no. the ring? No, that's the atmosphere of Titan. They exit warp in the atmosphere Oh, the of ring's in the background of yes. the shot. That's, yes. what it is. that's what I'm remembering. Okay. And they do this thing, which granted is a cool, cool, cool visual, but scientifically... Makes no sense whatsoever. In what regard? They warped into the atmosphere of a planet of so? a planetoid. Yeah, Why to not? hide. No, but no, because hide. they're shielded by the magnetic. Uh, blah blah blah. But, but blah, if they're shielded, then it is to hide. Let's be fair. That's a cool looking ship. It's to hide, but they didn't have to arrive in the actual atmosphere necessarily. But they did, so it looks cool. Okay, so they did something for the sake of looking cool. Yeah. What's wrong with your face? Guess what? It's a movie, dude. <laughs> no. For me, Star Trek is reality. Oh, it must boy. be as close to you, reality. You are as I really can hoping that Galaxy Quest actually happens to you. Like I said in the Galaxy <laughs> Quest commentary, I am Justin Long from <laughs> Galaxy Quest. I am come to terms with this. I know. It's just I knew it. I knew it. The only one that doesn't work for me yet, and I'm sure he could, because I know that John Cho is great, is Sulu. He doesn't get much, but I don't. Well, I don't you know, know the, you know the problem. Is, Sulu He's is good. different. I don't know Even enough about the character. All I know is George Takei. And he doesn't. I don't get a George Takei not not voice, not impression, well, but but presence. Well, for Teague, he would have had to turn into the camera and go, "Oh my, oh my." Let but, me try. Let me try. <laughs> oh my. But it's true, George Takei. Uh, from again, also not not knowing the original series even as well as you do, fake. But um, I've only seen a couple episodes. Yeah, uh, the it seems he's almost as plain, almost as dry as Spock. It seems like in my head, just just from knowing George Takei. So so the fact of Sulu being kind of sarcastic, and kind he of does yeah. Kind of have a, when, when George Takei's in the room, it's sort of like a, a calming. Very, he's kind of a Bruce Greenwoody in that sense. It's like when he's there, he's just sort of. You, I'm not. He got some he's not unflappable like a like a test I pilot, do would love, be, but he's kind of unflappable. This I, is a funny gag. I do I do love this people. setup. Where he's like, well, <laughs> if I've got if. If their ship design makes any sense, there shouldn't be a person in sight. Zzzt. And yeah. right, right in the right middle the, of the everybody, bridge, basically. <laughs> so now, also, so now, all their th- this is a bit of a, a little bit of a change for me personally, coming from again raised on next generation, where phasers shoot beams. Basically, yeah. it's like a again, laser gun that kind of goes. Again, it's going for the Star Wars aesthetic versus the traditional Star Trek. aesthetic. Well, you know what? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back up from Star Wars and just say a more sort of. Gun-like. You know, a more, you know, pow, it's a gun, it's a projectile, you hear it hitting things, you hear metal clanging. There's a recoil in the you gun. Know, there, there's a very visceral reaction to the bright thing that flies across the room and blows something up, as opposed to a beam that then makes a thing disappear, you know? Right. So I kind of get why Wait, wait, Nero that. just went, wait, one of them is a Vulcan. Let's stop and see if it's Spock. Really? Dude, he's obsessed. I get, well, if you look we at We established the, that he's crazy. If he's look, kind of a racist. If that's, sort look, of, that's sort of his general. Hey, character. he knows he just killed like all the Vulcans, dude. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> not a lot of Vulcans. It's left. not even. They all look the same to me. They all exist the same to me. <laughs> is what it is. Any ones that are left are because of me. I think that little like flip Walt from Disney. phase to kill is kind of interesting on their guns. I think that's kind of a neat thing they did. I I severely severely dislike the phaser, the prop design, and the effects, and the whole thing. In, really, in this. Okay. it's way too. 
it's way too Star Wars, basically for me. It's way too Flash Gordon. Really? Well, Flash. Yeah, I was gonna. I mean, it's kind of it's it's back to the, the aesthetic of the times of the original series. I think in some ways. But the Would original series was changing that aesthetic to create its own identity mm. back in the '60s and created Star Trek as we know it. To then switch back just seems. Okay, mm, we're, we're back to Cal Strait Northridge. My friend uh, that I mentioned earlier is in that crowd somewhere. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Hi. She was like, yeah, she, she told me, she was like, who, she's also a huge Star Trek I'm fan. the 34th from the left in that shot. Look for, look for me. It, it's funny. It gives you an insight as like what it is like to be an extra on one of these movies. She's like, they just said, okay, over there is a huge you know, disaster thing, and you're running towards it. Go Spielberg. And she's like, wait. If it's a huge disaster, why are we running towards it? Shouldn't we <laughs> run away? Because uh, you want to see it. But she, she's actually also a huge uh, we, Star Trek We, we fan. sort of dropped off of this. How do you guys feel about the lens flares? Like I said, I don't want to see them everywhere, but I like them in this movie. I actually don't mind them. I was being sarcastic earlier, but it, it, I, uh, I from, love... early, from early stuff I saw, I was like, holy shit, that is way well, too Well, that's much. the thing. It's but in then, the trailer. It's in oh, like every weird. shot. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, I'm going to get tired of that. Yeah, fast. but then in the movie, you don't. You honestly I, don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I really like them a lot. Brian? To be honest, the, um, it's the one I, thing you don't care about. <laughs> more lens flares. At, at certain points, they get a little too far for me, but it's so minor. Yeah, there are a couple else. where it's pretty absurd, and yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like, wow, there's no motivation for a light source wherever that's coming from at yeah, all. Yeah, I never yeah. noticed that. But he like, grand, I like them. He has a huge mole by his ear. I never noticed that before. In the grand scheme of things, who it's Kirk? Not a big deal. Yeah, look at it. Oh yeah, there it is. Look at that thing. It's huge. Holy it's cow. talking to me. It's like Pac-Man. No, I can't look at anything else except that. Sorry, buddy. This is this is the moment that a lot of people really liked. They just liked him just saying fascinating. Fascinating. Yeah. Did you see the deleted scene? <laughs> or it was like a ga- it was on the gag reel where they did the whole thing in Scottish accents. Yeah. Well, he was like, Kirk, like, like he was he was Irish and Kirk was something else. Well, Kirk Chris Pine came in and he did the line wrong, and then he was like, "What was?" And they just kept going. Yeah. It was it was really fun. It's really fun. That's the only thing that really bugged me about anyone in the movie. It was actually when J.J. Abrams would tap on the microphone. I was like, that would oh, get old God. so fast. Oh, that got that. I yeah, I was watching to... that in the behind the scenes. I was like, I would punch him. What, I would what, punch what, him what after the first What did he do? Week. He tapped on the he mic. He like he beatboxes basically on the mic because he has this wireless mic so he can talk to people. And when he gets bored, he does this. Yeah, for the whole movie, but like like complicated like, yeah, on the loudspeaker the whole time. So yeah. far, like wow. between that and then it would cut to him like tapping on the camera too to create like the the kind of j- jiggle effect to make it like oh it's crazy and it's old and it's having gate weave and stuff like uh-huh. that. I'm like I would have fucking punched that guy if I was <laughs> on the group. He seems like a cool guy, but I would have smacked him at some point. I don't know. So you know with pressure the, with the mic thing. You know there was some guy out there like 50 feet away going. Yeah, you're the man. Break it down, baby. Who's like really into it and everything. He's like, dude, they love it. <laughs> a small amount of adoration goes a long way. Yeah, exactly. No one else had the balls to speak up and say it's retarded. Catwalk. So this is all. This is, a very, this is this, fine as an action sequence. A gigantic ship. So there's a lot of dimension to it, which is kind of interesting. Which and, is, and they this really. Is, this is another aspect of like, well, we don't really know what the hell we're doing. So we'll give ourselves options. They built a small, you know, mm-hmm, limited mm-hmm. set and like different pieces. ILM yeah, are so, modular. And ILM they is so kicking ass around. in this movie. That's exactly right. Yeah, I just can't even believe how oh, good ILM, yeah, all they, of this they, stuff they, they, looks. They, they it's just so fucking cool. It's so good. I fuck yeah, for real though. I've watched this as this Ryan Sheely would times. say. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Ryan Sheely, who just texted me as we speak, actually. Uh-oh. And your phone is under your butt, he so knows. we know even more about Somehow your Somehow telepathically, he knew we were watching Star Trek, and he texted you. <laughs> I sense a disturbance in the... Um, in the not force? 
Somewhere he was walking, stopped, turned to the camera and said, wait. <laughs> wait a second. And then pulled out his phone and decided to text Brian Finnefter. So here he goes shooting. I bet, I, I swear to God, I bet there was a version of that where it was land, where he was shooting in the background. And then they're like, dude, you're, you're killing civilization. We need to put water back there. Okay, good plan. Probably. I mean, this is really cool. I really like whoever thought of having its tail of this thing kind of whip around because I'm sure it's one of those things where in reality it kind of would do that, but it wouldn't occur to anyone until you do like some sort of crazy well, Maya dynamic simulation well, or yeah, something. Well, yeah, that's just physics, isn't it's it? It's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, I, I would think that, that has, probably wouldn't but I mean, whip it, around it, too much, actually. Would you have... Huh? I would think that it would just kind of fall all at once. I don't know. Well, listen, it's cool that it did. and it's. I agree. You know, well, that aspect I think is just physics. They would, they, all the pieces would be subject to the same physically. amount of wind. It would, but, try, it would probably just all level itself out and just be like, I'm falling. Uh, something, yeah, something that heavy is not subject to wind, man. <laughs> it's just gonna, it's gonna deal with all <laughs> the other forces much more. Yeah. Which was gravity, well, so that it'll be falling know. in one big piece. Uh, it might I be. I'm sure it wouldn't be stiff. I'm just saying it probably it'd find its arc and just kind of help hold. I like arc. to think it would whip around. You like it when it whips around? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, uh, I understand that they would have had to shoot, like, all right, going to do it once sad, once happy, once really crazy, once, do it like Irish. Can you do it in like a sort of, like a soul daddy type voice? Okay, good. We've got it all. For Nero. For Nero. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like every, I can see how they would have to do that. But ultimately, again, they didn't know. As, as, they the didn't non, know. as the non-interested party who thinks Star Trek is stupid, I walked in and loved the shit out of this movie. Oh, stop calling it stupid. Please. I'm, I'm not saying it is. I'm saying I thought it was. Beforehand, right? Yeah. Okay. We can be friends. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't have to murder you in your sleep. That was because kind of a, kind of a Back to the Future cue just awesome. Da, da, da. By the way, in this da, shot right da. here where he's he's struggling, I have a um, bootleg on my computer. <clears throat> I have a uh, advanced A copy. legally downloaded version. Yeah, on my computer where you can see his gun is there because it was a shot from later when uh. or earlier when he had the gun and he dropped it, you know, and then they they had to paint it out for the DVD. When it was, was actually in the theatrical release. When Again, he was, uh, they didn't raising... know what the hell they were doing in the process and they have to figure it out. Well, that's just out. an editorial that's thing. thing. That's, that's, a, yeah, edited, that's, that's an editorial that happens. thing. It's like, when, ooh, we got a good shot of him trying to pull himself up. It's this right here. This is yeah. what it was. Well, when he was raising, when he got raised by his neck just then, that was not a successful wire uh, <laughs> g- gag, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Why is this piece spinning? Because, because it's how space cool. works, you fucking guy. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. Why it has a little, like, it, it has, trail it's, it's behind it? It's doing the same physics as the contact machine. Oh, I like the contact field. machine. You like that thing? Yeah. yeah. I, I like, like them coming out of, in and out of warp where it's like, it's like a gunshot. That's pretty cool. I'm a fan. And it, I mean, nothing strikes me more as Galaxy Quest than these and missiles. This, I was going to well, no, not even that. The fact that he grabs them all and drags them into the, uh, the enemy. No, he doesn't, he doesn't do that. Yeah, he does. No. Doesn't well, he I grab them all and then he warps out at the last moment? Are or, you no. high? Yeah, dude. You, you're, you're thinking of literally watch, Galaxy Watch Quest. what happens. Ready? No, I, Three, I two, but the one. Way... Enterprise. It's Hello, not right now. It's when Spock up. goes, I'm going to fly into the ship, and he drags was, them all with him. Really That's just because nice. he crashes into them full of like 100 gallons of red matter. Aren't the things that was really nice timing, by the way, Ryan. With Thank the you. whole like, I know. I've out. seen this a couple. But times. no, nothing strikes me as more Galaxy Quest than those missiles. Those missiles are straight. The bad guys. The bad guys from, the bad guys from Galaxy Quest. Yes. Yeah. They so are. you say that is like something but a lot of the aesthetic... great Star Trek. I go fucking Galaxy Quest rules. Well, listen. But, Gal- but the problem is Galaxy Quest is a parody of Star Trek, and you can't play the straight version of anything as the parody. I'm going to get deep work. on you for a second here and say that actually the height of parody involves a lot of seriousness. Well, yeah, that's what Trey would say. That's what we said on Galaxy Quest. It's like this works so well that you wouldn't have to know it was comedy to like it as a movie. 
I agree. It's, it's, I mean, that's the. We're, we're, but we're, also, we're really, sort of what, what we're comparing, what, we're, what we're comparing, is a lot of aesthetic choices that make the Romulan design similar to the bad guys in Galaxy Quest, which is basically a lot of greens, which is sort of a typical alien color, color, and then a lot of dark and pointy and, and funky kind of stuff like that. So, I, I mean, it's, it doesn't really surprise me because Galaxy Quest was going for crazy alien bad guy, and so was this. They were just achieving the same sort of goal, really. You know. All right, and for the I, same reason. I guess the problem is that, you, I mean, Romulans already have, in the history of the original continuity... I think the problem is you woke up one morning and decided to hate this movie. <laughs> no, no, I love, no, I love no, that, no, no, no. I love that Scotty gets, gets all these moments where it's like, I am awesome! <laughs> Won't someone acknowledge that I am awesome? <laughs> no. This is an interesting shot here, this crazy macro vision kind of... Uh-huh. Yeah, and this is like negative flashes, flashes of like negative color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, no, I mean, you... More than anybody, Teague, should know, because you were with me at the time. I was like, I wanted more than anything to love this movie. And Good we sound went in, design on this, too. And yeah. I, on, the, on the first viewing, <laughs> I did. And it wasn't until afterwards that you stop and think about it, <laughs> like we were talking about Yeah, but it. it doesn't bother me. It bothers me? Yeah, we know. Because you care too much. <laughs> but, uh, By fine, the way, shouldn't, fine, this, fine. shouldn't this just send Nero back in time some more or forward or something? Well, here's that's, the thing. That, that's the other thing. Well, like, look. This, yeah. this wor- the wormhole there are no, slash... The rules are unclear. The rules right. are very unclear. The rules are unclear, and they change depending on what the requirements of the plot are. That's true, but look, I, I think the thing is is that... This, this also bothers me on a very, very deep level, because this goes contradictory to the whole values of Star Trek. And if you want to... Again, if you want to do Star Wars and the values are different, fine. But there are certain values that exist in Star Trek, and if you want to make a, a consistent Star Trek movie, the value should be consistent. And this sacrifices those values for the sake of a punchline. And I'll give you, it's a funny punchline, but at the same time, you're sacrificing those values. But at the same time, I, you know, again, going back to Red Letter Media and stuff like that, what, well, what, what specifically are you talking about? Because, by the way, for those listening without the movie, right, you're talking right, right. about... I'm talking about this moment where Kirk is like, you know, if you want to surrender, you can go ahead and surrender. And Spock is like... And we'll like, save you. Yeah. And Spock is like, what are you doing? And Kirk is like, well, it's the Federation way. Don't you think we should do that? And Spock goes, no, not this time. Well, no, no, that's not what he's saying. He's like, he's like, it's logic. I thought you would like that. And he says, not this time. Because he wants him to, sure. Because it's Spock. He wants him to die. But, you know, go ahead. Continue. Okay, fine. I accept that adjustment of the terms. But Spock, as a character, should go, that is logical. And that those are true to the values of who we are as a federation. You know what? It's really species. not. It's not very logical. They're they're crazy fucking bad guys who have done everything to deserve getting torpedoed. Just, if you're ever like, going to put a torpedo cannon on your ship, it's to blow up that guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. So I see it as a situation the where guy isn't a right threat now, anymore. once the guy is in a threat, you do what you can to help him. And he's he just not blew a threat anymore. Here we go. And he just said that Spock was but conflicted his ship, emotionally. But well, his ship is getting sucked into the well. You go, and what Kirk is saying is, I'll beam you guys aboard and here's the beam, line. You, beam you away from your ship. Yeah, that's a nice thing. That's line. a perfect, perfect process nice nod. What? For due process, you mean? Not due process, just as, like, humanity. It's like, your your ship is what is dangerous. We will beam and save you as individuals while your ship is doomed. Uh Uh Again, he just blew up Vulcan, and you say that Spock is emotionally conflicted. I mean, the Red Letter Media thing, he'd already, he'd addressed, they they violated that in uh, Insurrection in the first place. Right, true, true. it's, It's the same fundamental point as in Batman Begins, where... And at the climax, Batman is like, you I'm know, not, I, I don't have to kill you, but I don't have to save you yeah. either. That still fundamentally violates the morals of Batman. Sure, okay. Hmm. It's the same. It's the same principle. I see it as a situation where they're like, "Well, these guys are fucking already dead," and then Kirk, and, but they're, and they're all dead. happy about. They're that. not dead though. 
Sure, they are. Yeah, they, they are. could save them. Not those guys, they, yes, but the other thousand guys on the ship are dead. They could beam them off and okay, save them. Well, whatever. I don't care. I don't care either. Fine. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, I'm just saying. It violates the the ethics that have already been established in Star Trek. And this, but at the same time, uh, we're at the same time we're dealing with the younger crew, the Kirk and Spock, who are still kind of. Still kind yeah, of getting their you know, heads around true. the fact, yeah, you know, right. there's, there's all right. What, and if in the next I mean, movie they're like, you just murdered those people when you could have saved them. What the fuck was that about? And Kirk is like, oh shit, you're right. Sorry. Then I'm okay, okay with that. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. You know, you you look at even from our perspective, we look at political things right now, and we're like, yeah, fuck those guys. It's like, wait, I'm a liberal. Wait, no, <laughs> it's like yeah. they're supposed to be able to say that shit. Fuck, you know. It's like you still have these reactions where you're like, fuck sure. them, you know, yeah, yeah, at yeah. first, and then you have to grow into teaching yourself not to think that way or, or uh, behave that way. Fine, you know? yeah, yeah. Here we go. Spock and Spock. Spock and Spock. Yeah. You guys want to know a funny thing? Living together. Zachary, <laughs> Zachary Quinto cannot do the Vulcan hand symbol. The way and it so should be done. So his fingers are actually glued together for yeah. the shot where he gives Spock the old... Uh, I am not our father. That surprises me. I can totally... I have no problem. Yeah, right. And, and me, like, me and Mike are both doing the, 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 yeah. the two to the side and then the two to the middle yeah. alternation. Just flipping them around. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I can't understand that because I couldn't originally and I had to train myself to do it. I, I remember working very hard at it for a long time before yeah. I was able to it's do it. It's the same it. for me when I raise one eyebrow really high. I couldn't do that when I started. I still can't do the eye. Can you do the wave? Uh, no. I'm trying to work on my other eyebrow. But that's the thing, though. I started out literally not being able to do it, and I just got to the point where I could from trying. So some people have really weird little things that they just can't do. Do you guys want to talk more about eyebrows, or do you want to talk about uh, Spock here? <laughs> I'm just talking about Spock is talking about eyebrows. Exactly. I think we both Thank know. You. That's a good it's the seg- same thing when you're talking about Hermione segue. and Harry Potter. That's what you call a segue. An- another, another callback to Star Trek 2. He is really out of focus in that sh- in these he, shots, yeah, by that's, the way. That's really I noticed that in the theater, and I thought it was just it's in his contract. watching it on film. But <laughs> either, either clean me up or give me the Barbara Wilters filter, please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think they just blew in on that shot that they didn't plan for it to be so close. It was yeah. actually a wider shot. you know. Or somebody should be fired. Barbara Walters? Walters. Not Wilters. Yeah, that first AC is never working at Hollywood yeah. again. Bam. You hear that? We're coming for you. <laughs> first AC of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that text is actually in English and not in Arabic. Uh-oh. What? Oh, I thought that would inspire a reaction to you because I thought you guys knew what Arabic was. My bad. I, I know, know what Arabic is. I do, but I don't We get all know what Arabic is. We don't understand what how it connects. What are you connects. saying? Sigh. Wow. Right, I, I will say so as, anyway. much, as so much as much as oh, as, you can kind of tell because his hands are yeah, because he's relaxed. They're kind of curved. Kind of they're not actually hand. stiff. Yeah. yeah, I will say as much as Leonard Nimoy is all too important of a person in my life, given that he's just an actor. He also loves fat chicks. Uh, he does love photographing fat chicks. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Does. He, is he's right? a photographer and he has a whole series on on fat. Is he married to a fat chick? BBWs, sir. Anyway. Uh, as much as I love Leonard Nimoy and Spock as an actor and as a character. He's phoning a lot of this in. Really? Not uh, okay. Uh, phoning is the wrong word. He's an old Vulcan, man. You, you can you can tell that he would you has want him a, to like dance or something? No, or? no, no. You, I think you can tell in his performance in this that like the character of Spock are a pair of shoes that he hasn't worn in many many years, so they don't it doesn't fit exactly right anymore. If you if you were to look at Undiscovered Country per se as like the height of Spock as a character compared to Spock as a character in here, as a performance of that character. 
this seems to be lacking compared to that. I don't know. I just think he's not the central character of this movie. He, he's a supporting character. But and... for Leonard Nimoy to define that character and an entire race as Leonard Nimoy defined Spock and Vulcans, he, compared to what ha- we have seen before and what he portrays here... What were you it, expecting? What, what, what should he have done different? Because I think he, he does exactly what he's supposed to do. I mean, he's just the old Vulcan here who's trying to push people in the right direction and right the wrongs or whatever of something or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, he's Spock. I think he does a fine job. He, he, does, a, he does as great of a job as anybody who can do who's been playing that character for 40-odd years. Yes. But it's just not as sharp as... Okay. Well, it, it's been okay, a while. At, at, I'll give you that. Exactly. I mean, you know exactly. And that's exactly it. It's, it's been know. a while. It's like... Uh, but play, I don't. I, I, you said he's phoning it in, and I don't think phoning he was it in is because, the wrong phrase. Okay. Phoning it in is the wrong. I can phrase. say okay. the last time he well, played it's, Spock. It's the kind of thing where it's been a while, but he's still like, "Fucking, I'm Spock." Whatever. So he didn't really do any research or getting back into the character. He just showed up and he's like, "I don't know about that, man." Well, okay. Here's, I'm gonna because this guy, this, fucking Leonard Nimoy, takes this shit seriously. He turned down a lot of scripts before he read this one, and then very reluctantly said. Okay, I'm going to give this a shot. He really cares about his character, and he really cares about Star Trek. And so he wanted to make sure that this was going to be the right thing for him to be Here's in. the comparison I'll make. At Playhouse, there's, there's a fundamental... The, there's the basic activity called the Doran activity, the basic exercise of acting that you do. And uh, we're taught that it's like you do this over and over again. It's like dribbling in basketball. It's the fundamentals. You do this over and over again to make sure that the, the fundamentals of acting are so ingrained that they're a habit and you don't consciously think about them. It's like I don't think he had practiced... His dribbling of being Spock for so long That's that he true. was he was rusty. When yeah. was the last time he played Spock? Uh, Star Trek. Mm, he was on Star Next Trek Generation Six. a couple times. He either Star Trek Six, so early which 90s. would have been early nineties. Yeah, early nineties. Either way, would have lovely been early shot 90s. of the Enterprise. It's a lovely Enterprise. What can I say? While Spock <laughs> says the same, you know, the oh, classic cool. thing. Yeah, uh, which I also oh, so this guess. is the Andrew Kramer thing, huh? Oh, I do like this. Yeah, this stuff is awesome. Man. Galaxy Quest. Shut up. Galaxy Quest. Shut up. No, it's Galaxy actually Quest. Third Rock from the Sun is what you're thinking. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, my That's God. You're, right. you're retconning your last sentence. No, he's right. <laughs> it's Third Rock, and, but it's also... It's also now, well, now that he said but that... it's really like, cool. I remember, it's also Superman Returns. I remember, yeah, it's also I it's think very Superman, Superman Returns. Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And also Iron Man. No, the... Well, you just saying that reminded me of the fact that that's exactly what my thought was seeing this in the theater that mm-hmm. on midnight that night yeah. was like, holy shit, why are they doing a third rock thing? But it's fun. It's cool. It's, it's not. It's this fine. isn't meant to be literally fucking real. It's just fun credits. All right. All right. Credits. Fine. 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 All right. For my part, this is Teague. You guys know I like this movie, and I don't care about Star Trek. It's just a fun movie for me, and I know that it's there's it's, even it's, dirt on the lens. It's right deeply here. sacrament. Look at it, totally. It's 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 sort of sacrilegious to some. You see it, some just very very pass with it. It's cool. Uh, well, well, culturally read Star Trek fans, but for me, I just come to this movie and go, that was a shitload of fun, and I can't wait to see the next one. And I think that's what they were going for. Dorkman. I watch the next one. I mean, that's that's really all I can say. I mean, I, I, I acknowledge that this one has problems, but it doesn't have as many problems as a lot of movies that came out the same year Fucking as it yeah. did. And, uh, you know, Even so, written by Orchie and Kurtzman. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, it's very much the kind of thing. I mean, we, we brought up Superman Returns, and, and I know um, Ryan and I share the same attitude about Superman Returns, even though we may not see a sequel. But Which was we cool it, but boring? You watch it, and you go, you go okay. So you've you've set the foundation now for the new series, the new foundation. Now what have you got? It's like I think I'm going to be much, much more um, critical 
of the of Star Trek Two or yeah, whatever right. they call it yep. than right. I was of this one. Except for Star I heard Trek Twelve, they're already yeah, sure. rebooting Superman. Yes, I've heard That's that. Heard. Too. Ryan, yeah. which is like shit. Yeah. You're wearing a Star Trek shirt, sir. Bring this home for us before we go to Ryan, Brian. And yes, makes us all depressed. Thank you. Yeah, I don't think you should get I'm going to need half an hour, just so you guys Jesus know. Christ. That's why I went with you last. All right, that's, this is, again, going back to what I said in the beginning. I'm a little like Brian in that I kind of grew up on Star Trek, although I, I clearly don't share the same opinion as Brian on this, which is where I'm, I'm much more in line with Teague, or I, I, I suppose Mike, even though he kind of didn't exactly say that, which is that I had a lot of fun with this movie, and this is great. And if, if, you, really, if you really start scratching the surface and really get into the details of it, okay, sure, there's going to be stuff that doesn't make sense and i think that's true of a lot of movies and this is overall a much smarter movie than most movies these days which is number one a triumph and number two making an enjoyable star trek movie easy thing to fuck up let's be honest they've had 10 tries before this and (laughs) maybe two or three of them were actually like hey that rocked this one i think was awesome and i think this is exactly stepping back and looking at what they chose to do with this star trek was exactly what the franchise needed. Because, let's be honest, this thing needed to be resuscitated. I mean, it was not doing so well the last couple of times. Because the wrong people were in charge. But they weren't. I don't care why. I'm just saying, I'm just saying they it, weren't. They weren't the right guys in charge, and yet those are the movies we got, and those are the last movies that the culture remembers. Exactly. Right. So I think this is a big success for me personally. I enjoyed the shit out of it. I don't have these problems with it, even though I'm a Star Trek fan to begin with. So I'm, 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 you know... The, You're an the, ambassador, sir. I think it's... I think, <laughs> you know, J.J. would be very happy that I like this movie, being a guy who's not totally new to the franchise, who this, I think, certainly works for, but also the guys who are already fans going into it um who enjoyed it for what it is so brian that's me so like yay or nay i gotta go brian's given a nay of course i gotta give it a nay look there are this sounds stupid i know but i don't care and you can go to hell there are a few things as important in my life as star trek and i know what that sounds like but fuck off uh (laughs) brian let me ask you a question real quick what's your favorite star trek movie either Six. six or two I would probably go with six off the top of my head. Which one is the six one? Yeah, Undiscovered Discovery Country, Country where they make peace we, with the We did that house. on Down in Front. Go listen yeah, to yeah. it. Got it. Um, and by, by all means, Star Trek six and two, while being the best, are not perfect movies, even in their own rights. But I, And you say they're less... Okay, well, obviously, you're going to say they're less perfect than this. I mean, I mean they're more, more perfect, perfect than this. More perfect than this, perfect than this. yes. Yeah. Closer to perfection than this. Um, I have a lot of problems with this movie. My chief problem being, like, like I said... If they had started completely from scratch and did their own thing, I would have much less of a problem. It felt like to me that they wanted to have like one foot in both worlds to try to appease on one foot the the hardcore fans that have been following it for years for forty years, and on the other foot with you know brand new people. If they had just gone okay, clean slate, we're starting from scratch, go. But they tried to do both. They tried to have the clean slate. And still tie that clean slate into the old continuity. I gotta be honest with you, that's, and you guys can feel free to disagree. That's the basis agree with me, of my problems. The, the the way that they chose to do that, I felt I felt was so much in the spirit of what Star Trek is. In what sense? Okay, what well, do you mean by that? In, in sort of this whole thing is a time travel back, and they changed time, and now it's different. Like that's the premise of a Star Trek episode. Sure, but but, but, but no. But the problem is that. They, we've already established that time travel does not work here's, that way in Star right. Trek. Right. Here's, here's the thing. I By think the rules of what we have watched for the past 40 years, that is not how Star Trek works. We skipped over it a little bit, but, but the comparison was Battlestar Galactica. And Battlestar basically went 
Fuck the rest of it. None of it applies. None of it applies. Whereas and this that's not quite true. Whereas this was just well, well in terms of continuity. In terms of continuity, ideas, right. elements, I, uh, sure. carry over. It was like it was like all right, we are literally starting over and just doing our own version of the concepts. If they had done that me. with Star Trek, I would have much less. Whereas problem. whereas this one was like we're going back in time and we're still applying. You know, even uh, well, you can tell me. Like I I would feel like from what you're saying. As as much as they put Nimoy in this to make it like this is a connection and to stuff like that, it, yeah. it would have been better to not have Nimoy in. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Because because then it's like this is its own thing and completely. it's it's completely a new right. Star Trek and stuff like that. But like you say, it's it's okay, this is this was part of the Star Trek timeline. This does exist in the same universe, it just branched off. But right. we should expect a lot of it to behave in the same way. Just, just you know. Well, I'm it, looking it, for my buddy in the credits right now. By the way, to, a, to be completely technically accurate, to exist in the same multiverse, to be completely technically correct. Okay, sure. But yes, uh, yes, that idea is correct, and it's. Uh, to, to be fair, I I, now, I understand what you're saying, about, now, which is that it's just this is a whole new like as if Star Trek had ever been made, and someone had the same idea and started making it now. Yes. Right. I understand that, and I that would have probably been a really good movie. But I like what they did with this. I got to be honest. And there's not a lot of opportunities that you have to do movies like this. Okay. Well. Okay. Basically, there are three levels to my dislike. A. That's what we just talked about. B. In terms of uh, now, I've completely lost it. So <laughs> <laughs> C. Thank you, screwdriver. I'm, yeah. Thank you. A lot of vodka that I have had. Uh, C, which is completely personal, which is Hollywood needs to give me Star Trek so I can make the best Star Trek that has ever been. Stop fucking around Hollywood and just give it to me. Uh, that's C. Anyway. Um, so that you can make the best Star so Trek? So I can just give me Star Trek and everything <laughs> will be fine. This is. Oh, this look. There it is. Main title designed by Andrew Kramer. I'm Andrew not sure Kramer. if we should cheer him on or not, but good for you. I'm going to cheer him. I'm going to give him like okay, okay. for the wait, end wait, credits. Okay. I nice remember. Work, yeah. buddy. I remember. This is T. So, Andrew Kramer. Optical flares. Good job. So anyway, uh, A is continuity. B is from a storytelling point of view in the sense that these, this story exists in this form just for the purpose of getting these characters together in the way that we already know them at. Which, and it doesn't successfully do that in a way that makes sense on its own. Uh, in memory of Gene Roddenberry and I'm, Major Barrett Roddenberry. It, it is definitely the kind of thing where it's, I'm willing to excuse... Major, Major Barrett Roddenberry shares my birthday. Actually. And she was also the voice Ooh. of the computer. Yes, yes she was. Yes. Um, so I, I would definitely say it's the kind of thing where al- this almost hinges on the second movie. Like if the second movie is good, I'm like, yeah, I don't yeah, care. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. movie, whatever. It right. got the characters yeah, yeah, together yeah. and we're ready Like to I go. said, they had a lot of work to do. It has to be the first movie. What's funny is, is that the second one is where the pressure is. This on most for directly me. correlates for me as a reloaded slash dead man's chest problem. Where it's like, now I got the universe. We had those in the first movie in those examples. But now I got the universe and I've seen how they're going to do this. How are you going to play this out? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's more like reloaded and dead man's chest. Where like, I watch reloaded and dead man's chest and I'm like, okay, this could work. You know what, guys? I'm going to share a thing with you real quick because this is. I, that's a very apt comparison i think because i'm really in a point right now where i am so happy with this movie i'm trying to enjoy the shit out of it before the next one comes out because (laughs) the success rate is not that good with these sequels and i'm afraid that it's gonna not be as good as this i'm afraid it's gonna make a lot of missteps okay i'll be bummed out we're back at the dvd menu i'm having a great time look at the proportions of this shit (laughs) i'm I'm saying it does not look like a, a it does not look right, like it has the substance we're, we're of ta- We're commentating carrier. on the DVD anyway, menu. Okay, let's go. To, to summarize, a, a, my problem, A, is it tries to have a foot in both worlds of reimagining and sticking to the original continuity. Pick one or the other. We're at war. Pick a side. Blah, blah, blah. Wow. Uh, B, if you actually look at the sequence of events, 
and try to imagine Starfleet as a a real organization that exists with real procedures, anything that happens in this movie makes no sense whatsoever. There are a number of things, yeah. That make sure, no I, sense. I can give you that. And see, Hollywood, Paramount, just give me Star Trek and everybody will be much happier. <laughs> everybody? I will be much happier. There we go. This has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Go to our forum, register, introduce yourself to the conversation. There's a great, already existing, before we even did this commentary, conversation about Star Trek in the forums that you should read and check out that Brian weighs in on and Jeffrey Harold mentioned weighs in on. It's a really interesting conversation. Involve yourself. Go to iTunes. Get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter, Facebook, any website. Put slash Down in Front on there and you'll find us. Until next time, my name is T. Christie. Live long and prosper. Myself. And you can always find the show notes and the show at downinfront.net. Thank you for listening. Good night. Good night. You guys want to hear the line that I was going to say at the beginning? Too? What, what was the line you were going to say? Gonna, <clears throat> you know, I'm not Trey, but I am stoked about this movie. I'm kind of glad you didn't say that. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I bailed on that. Well done, everyone. I'm going to go pee. Trendsinyourhead.com.